This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we break down what did and did not happen in the WandaVision finale. Plus, Natalie Portman's getting jacked for Thor Love and Thunder. Zack Snyder's Justice League will be divided into six chapters. And we finally get a good look at Henry Cavill's mustache Superman. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, March 8, 2021. <laughs> you know who this is. And you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news. And by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Kraft out there. What's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. <laughs> My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. <laughs> He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And, and <laughs> joining us. <laughs> you already got me doing the ha <laughs> uh, Listen, joining <laughs> us as always, the internet's most valuable non-fungible token it's rug boy what's up rugs yeah i'm crypto corrupt right now i thought you were always fungible that's what i thought about you i'm a fungible guy a fungible sounds like an edible fucking like like mushroom or something oh yeah there's spores there's some fun (laughs) spores you can ingest anthony do you know have you seen this hashtag nft non-fungible token have you heard about this nope Holy shit, dude, it's wild and crazy, and basically, geeks and nerds have figured out how to take Bitcoin, blockchain, encrypted currency, and attach it to digital media. Oh, yes, yes, I, know. I, I didn't know the name of it. Yeah. They, they are, there are teenagers out there selling JPEGs of a cartoon cat for thousands of dollars. Oh, shit. Why can't I cash in on this? How did I miss this? You this can. Is, I remember that. You can I remember it. hearing about that. Dude, it's crazy. And I was like, what is going on? There's like, you know, like trade basketball trading clips of basketball players. There's music. Like There's artists music. are putting yeah. like 21,000 unique codes of their music. Yeah, I can't really figure out what the fuck this is because um, like it doesn't make any sense it's to me. I mean, so understand, I, I understand the music what? thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you sell someone your music and then they can, they can only buy that one thing and whatever and you can't copy it or whatever. But how do you do that with a piece of art? Like with a JPEG, with a, v- with a video can a, file. You can like literally take a screenshot on your phone and then how you have it. So I saw you know? Kings of Leon announced that they're going to make the first uh, NFT album, which like you said, it makes a lot of sense. And we've long talked about how digital media really is so easy to steal. There's no way to lock it down. You draw something, you put it out there. Someone uses it. They make money off of it. This may be a way to kind of. Uh, lock that down, and uh, I don't know. The podcast could be NFT. I, th- I think it's interesting. I think, um, I mean, we trade everything else. Yeah. We trade um, stocks. We trade shoes. We trade baseball cards. We trade everything. I think it's an interesting idea for sure. I, I mean, they're they're trading things that are um, limited quantity, and and they're just going, okay, what's the supply and demand on this? 
Well, do we trade di- anything digital yet? We're already trading how do digital. You limit, how do you limit a quantity of a GIF? Like, of a, just of everywhere. digital data, right. That can be easily copied and distributed. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know the specifics on like, the art like that, but yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard about the songs, the music. Well, they did that with DRM, right? They did that. This has right. been done before with digital rights management. Right. So um, it's kind of like a nerdier version of it. Yeah, this. it's a more encrypted blockchainier version anyways it's the future kids get on board well okay so it's i'm just reading yeah for the digital art you have to provide proof of authenticity okay okay makes sense but i don't know how they well there's all sorts of metadata embedded in jpegs in photos so you there's some way to encrypt if you get encrypt metadata tagging in i don't know i don't know it's wild maybe and maybe they have people like overseeing it so that like let's say you you try to trade something that isn't the art and like someone can inspect it and be like, oh, it's missing that. This now this transaction's null and void. Well, I think like that's that. where the blockchain part of this would come in is the the registry is all across the internet. So it's anybody can check it. It's transparent, in other words. Right. Right. So you, you have to have this incre- I it's wild. Uh and uh, pretty soon we're gonna be paying each other in gifts. I'm not sure. Yes. I'll, Yo, I'm man. Try, how many gifts would Rugboy be worth? We need to sell Rugboy's oh, a JPEG of Rugboy for thousands that, that, of That's a sixteenth of a gift. NFT. Well, a bit just a bit. Let me just get a fraction. <laughs> I got point zero one NFT gifts for this Rugboy. Imran's one thirty seventh of like a, a gif of of white piece God, of paper. Fractions and decimals. <laughs> I'm done. Anyways, uh, let's get everyone just some, tuned out. Let's like, get <laughs> no one knows anything about this. What shit. are we talking about? Fuck off. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Exactly. Uh, here's what we're talking about. We talked about in the past, you know, we talked about Chris Hemsworth getting jacked for the Hogan movie and for Thor 4 and how huge his fucking arms are. Well, we know in Thor Love and Thunder, Natalie Portman's going to be in there. She's going to be Thor. To be Thor, you got to get jacked. And apparently now from new set photos from Australia, Natalie Portman is fucking bulking up a little bit. Oh, shit. Uh, reactions, Anthony, to the set photo of her kind of, she kind of looks like she has Gina Carano arms here. <laughs> I mean, it's clear she put on some weight. Um, it's impressive. It's also kind of like. The way she's holding her arms and like she's kind of flexing her back. She is, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like pull like as if like she's doing like the Christmas tree back pose. It'll make you look bigger so then, though, right? Yeah, it makes yeah. you look wider yeah. than you really are. So I mean, she's definitely put on some weight, but uh, it's like one photo of her kind of flexing posing almost, at her most yeah. like widest. So we'll see how she looks on set. Yeah, she's definitely flexing it up. But the fact that she's even doing that for right? the photo is funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I mean, she, is, she definitely put on probably. I'd say at least 10, 15 pounds. She is yeah, lifting I'd say about She has been picking up heavy things. Good. You've been Putting working with a mace, you think? A mace? A or Mjolnir? Like Listen, a- I, yeah, Mjolnir is actually a lot like my 15-pound mace uh, from onit.com. Join on. They're not a sponsor. That's uh, that, but that that you know, that's a lot like wielding Mjolnir, so swinging that thing around. You think she's been using the shake weight? <laughs> there may be some shake weight usage. I see maybe some of the, the one, de- the one that, uh, what's that character's name in, in the, in, uh, Ragnarok? Uh, was it, was it that, uh, Carl Urban's character had yeah, it? What was his name? Oh, I can't fucking remember. Oh, um, like I got, I got this one from Texas. <laughs> shake weighting. <laughs> some of the arm forearm definition may have to do with the shake weight. I mean, good for her for putting in the work and getting the executioner. The, oh, the executioner. That's right. That's right. He, yeah. did he die? He died too. Or he was with Hella. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's. You think he likes sacrifice. And then ran off something. 
No, he he helped out at the end. There's uh so there's another photo of her not flexing. It's like same position and she's just kind of she's got her arms out doing a little curtsy, but you still see some her shoulders are bigger. Uh and there's photos of Tessa Thompson and uh I love the shot of Hemsworth in his this 80s vest jacket deal that we know from the the 80s comics version of Thor, right? He had a vest in the comics? Yeah, there was one like during the eighties. He had like a mullet, and he had this vest. Remember that? Where there's like That's the sleeves, uh, the sleeves were ripped I, off. That was me. I had a mullet in a vest. But oh, maybe now I'm thinking Thor. about Rug Boy in, in high school. <laughs> me right now, actually. Uh, how are you working on that business mullet, Anthony? How's it going? I, I have a mullet for sure. You do right? right? I know. I know yeah. you were growing it. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> shit. How, it's good. It's good. How's, what's the length? What's the centimeters? Do you know? Centimeters? What are we? What are we in fucking Germany? What are we in Europe? Centimeters. Wait, dumb, Imran wants English? to get metric. Okay. <laughs> All right. Give me the give me the inches then. I don't know. <laughs> it's halfway down my neck. How about that? It's two inches from the ground up. That's listener, oh. listener, tell us tell us how long you think Anthony's mullet is. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. You'll be a part of the nation, part of the, the fans, the listeners. All of us are in there. We hang out. Uh, it's interactive. You post stuff. You get your name on the show. Let me know how long do you think Anthony's mullet is. We're, t- we're taking bets. <laughs> Welcome this week, new members Anthony Busby and Nate Casimiro, who was on the show last week from Nat Hell One yeah. Presents. He, uh, oh shit, he joined the group. He joined our Patreon. He is very helpful, very nice guy. Had a great time having him on the show. Check out Nat One Presents. Um, so WandaVision is done. We're gonna get Loki and Winter Soldier, and then we're gonna get Black Widow, which still. Seems to be aiming for a May 7th theatrical release. But this is there's some interesting things. Deadline has shared an update explaining that even if Los Angeles has fully reopened by then, Disney is going to need the rest of the world to be up and running as well in order to come anywhere near close to making a billion dollars oh, on the Black Widow. It won't. Why are they even trying to even say they're going to get a billion? They should be shooting for like 200 million and that's good. Yeah, this, we need to reset these numbers. This is uh, ridiculous. This is, this is a, all a reset. But exhibitors are having doubts. As they said, they noticed something interesting. Raya just came out, Raya and the Last Dragon. And they said there weren't any trailers for uh, Black Widow with Raya, which is weird. You'd think they would mm-hmm. promote two it out. two months out. So is could we still see a Disney Plus premiere access debut? When is Black Widow coming out? May, May 7th. 7th. That's a while away. Well, Raya came out and didn't do that well. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know. By then, I think that they will. more things will be open. More people will have the vaccine. I think that they'll make money, but not with their... Not in the billions. Come you're, on, you're not going to make a billion dollars uh, at a movie for a while. I think they should let it come out on the theaters uh, in May. Let's see what happens because New York's open finally. Um, the at theaters, 25%, right? The, which is, yeah. Well, listen, That's huge. They're, ma- they're making no money. Now they're going to make some, you know, like I think Tom and Jerry made like 13 million or something when it came out the first weekend. And I don't know. Tom and Jerry did the best that a movie's done in the pandemic uh, so far. But Anthony, should they just. It, it seems like they want to be like, we're going to make all the money or we're just going to push it back because we're not going to make all the money. I think they are. I mean, they're definitely holding out hope for the theaters. They want to make as much money as possible. Disney Plus, I think Disney Plus is still an option for them. I think it really comes down to the fact that I don't know. They're, they might push it back a little, but they're, they have this kind of timeline with the movies and the TV shows yep. in lockstep almost now. So I'm 
curious to see how much they're willing to get away from that with the movies. Because if they move away from that with the movies, it might throw off some of their stuff that they have coming out on Disney+. Plus. And I'm not sure they want to push any of that stuff back either. So that's a that's a logistical nightmare. They yeah. I think I think eventually. My guess is, I don't think by May seventh we're going to be fully open. I think we're going to be closer. But if you're going even just by like what our president says, where vaccines will be available to everybody that I, wants one by, by the July end of May or May. Well, no, he said by the end but of May. May. Okay. Um. So that kind of puts it this one in loot in limbo. I, I think this is going to end up on Disney Plus. And they're going to make more money that way. You think so? Then, yeah. Because yeah. $30 that yeah. they get. Yeah. Remember, when they do the things at the theater, they only get a portion of those proceeds. They get all the 30 bucks. The thing, they, they, but they need, the only thing is they need everyone to do, everyone that's going to buy it, to buy it on Disney+. Plus. Right. But, I mean, if they don't, like, even if they don't get everyone, like, put it this way, if they put it out in May in the theaters and, the, and nobody can go, right, because it's bad, it's still bad out. They're not going to make a lot of money anyway. This way, they're at least going to guarantee to make some money. Um, I don't know how much. This is going to make more than Mulan. I'll tell you that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think this will do really. If they do Disney Plus, I think they've already kind of created appointment television on Disney Plus with their with their stuff. So as long as the Falcon and Winter Soldier is also um, good, I think I think they've got I think they've got a lot of people bought in. To what they're doing absolutely and i don't think like you said i don't think they have room to move this around anymore we talked about i think last week how it beautifully every week this year it's some marvel has something new planned and we know black widow is going to connect to hawkeye because Florin Pugh is going to be in hawkeye also so that this has to follow this set pattern so just do the premiere access same i bet they're going to wait till the last minute and say it is also on Disney Plus Premier Access. They don't want to. Well, what's the only thing that's curious is if you're you like we know Black Widow's coming out in May. Yeah. Does anybody else? But they haven't really no. done any marketing. No. Like, does anyone know that else know no. that Black Widow? Are they afraid of just putting this this hard date on the thing? So when when you say last minute, I don't think that Fuck, works that's to a their good point. advantage. Yeah, there haven't really been marketing this movie at well, all, look, have they? But look quiet. at Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. They yeah. they just started it two that's months true. ago, and now it's you know everybody knows about it. Well, they're putting out posters and they're putting out little clips. There's so TV they got spots. Till, they got till May. Like or the end of March or end of April. April, I mean. yeah. No, I think you're right, Rugs. Is this this marketing window is very short now because people have short attention spans. They're like, just wait three weeks before and flood it with everything, well, which we see everywhere. When you had people going to the theater on a regular basis, you could tease longer uh, away, right? Because you got that whole uh, that whole like microcosm of going to the theater and, and, and seeing the trailers and kind of them brainwashing you with the trailer over and over again. But now you don't have anyone doing that. So they just got to hit it and quit it like really quickly. Just fucking just hit you with a deluge of ads. Like, and then hopefully you'll remember to, to click it when in time comes. I see. I'm seeing an article where if, if it's delayed again, yeah. this is from deadline Hollywood. Yeah. Then the the film distribution industry believes Disney would move it to July 9th, 2021, which is the release date for Shang-Chi. Oh, shit. Then everything gets fucking shuffled. Yeah. They're all going to move to their next the next date that the movies have. Maybe. May, yeah. June, July. May. Fuck. I can, and you know what? This is actually a tough call because I bet they can rationalize that July 
may be way better if according to the you know the administration and Fauci and maybe yeah we do pull a oh, fuck dude maybe they don't put it out on May 7th mm. well here so just so we can so they were doing May 7th for that we're looking at movies here then Shang-Chi was July like i mentioned Eternals is November 5th right Spider-Man No Way Home December, December 17th yeah then in 2022, the next movie is Thor: Love and Thunder, May 6th. On May. So what they potentially, if they move it back, they could potentially do the July release for Black Widow, move everything back, and then push Spider-Man back January to well, yeah, in between that December and May, where they have Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh my! Oh my right? God! But then do like a February. Yeah, but then or like doesn't that mess up the Disney Plus show? Yeah, I don't know how that, I don't know how it interacts I, with Disney Plus. Wow. Okay. So I I guess I appreciate how tough of a situation this is for uh, Marvel and Disney, and uh, they're gonna be fine. <laughs> they're not gonna make a billion dollars, but they will make a lot of money regardless of what happens. But rug. Speaking of people going back to the theaters, uh, the box office had the biggest weekend. Since the pandemic has shut down theaters oh, shit. Uh, for the weekend of March 5th through 7th, that just happened, uh, $25 million box office revenue, like you said, with cinemas in New York City, now allowed to open at 25% capacity. For comparison, March 6th through 8th weekend in 2020, uh, movie sales domestic, $101 million right before everything shut down. So... There's a long way to go, but it's a quarter of the way there. I think that's some good news. Well, yeah, it's promising. Like every week that passes, things are opening up and hopefully if they don't shut right back down again. I think that uh, we're in good shape uh, to open some movies. The only thing is like not to be Mr. Science guy. Yeah, we're kind of. From everything I'm reading, we're plateaued and we're on the threshold for another. Oh no, another bump surge. up! Oh shit! Yeah. God damn it! Lame. But we'll see what happens. Mm. Well, I think it, a lot of it's incumbent on the weather as well. If it warms up and things can go outside, then we have um, the, like kind the, of that that as an advantage, I guess. Well, the, yeah. the uh, I heard about uh, the Cubs and White Sox for baseball opening day this season. A lot, a lot of baseball, a lot of teams will be doing yeah. limited capacity. Limited, what, 25% capacity, people in the stands. So uh, may see, we'll see a lot of normal things happening this spring. Uh, so Zack Snyder's Justice League, the four-hour epic, two weeks away at this point on the HBO Max. But man, is he? does he love to release... Um, little things every day, all the time. Have you guys seen any of there's He's put out character teaser trailers for everybody just constantly. Oh, I haven't seen those. Oh, I've the, only seen the titles. So that, we'll talk about the titles, but I, I, you know, I've watched some of the, like the flash and the Batman one and they're just really short. They show you some new clips, but I'm like, I don't just show me the movie. Like, what is this? Like every day he's putting out a little thing. I get it. You're trying to hype people up, but like Nate had mentioned last week, uh, Justice League will be divided into six chapters. So I'm anticipating little chapter markers where you can pause and resume. Uh, let's see if we can figure out maybe what these uh, titles mean. What part will be what? Part one is don't count on it, Batman. So that one's easy, I think. That will be the Batman story. Part two, the age of heroes. What do we? What do you think this could be? The age of heroes? Yeah, like the beginning, the setup. The s- maybe the retelling of, of when... The heroes united and beat 
Dark Side the first time? Yeah, with the Amazons and uh, right. everybody. Yeah, that sounds like, yeah, that's what I was going to say, but yeah. <laughs> Part three is Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. Of course, a lot of mother and son uh, metaphors in all of these characters, really. This could be about anybody. Martha and son, yes. I like so that. maybe this is Superman's resurrection. Yeah, maybe that. Part four, change machine. I believe this is the part where Cyborg is at an arcade and someone tries to shove quarters in his slot. Oh, God. Here we go. By accident. <laughs> can I, can I get guy. some quarters? You guys, can I get quarters? I'm just looking for quarters. We're talking about Mortal Kombat again? <laughs> yeah, I got my quarters. I'm next. No, change machine. I think it's the Cyborg part, right? No, it's the mother box. Oh, it's the mother dig. box that changes things. Yeah, I don't think they're dedicating a whole chapter to Cyborg. Unfortunately, I mean, he's loosely tied in there, but like it's not all about him. But it, well, I mean, he's tied to the Mother Box, right? Part five: All the King's Horses, a reference to Humpty Dumpty before he falls and breaks. Uh, what's this about? So that's I think that's probably the point where it looks really um, bleak. Uh, I think yes. it's the resurrection of Superman. They put Humpty together again. You know? Oh, there oh, you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then part six, save Martha. Just kidding. That's what this is. Part six is called Something Darker, which hopefully is the big showdown with everyone. It's Dark Side. Yeah. Maybe Dark Side or maybe Bl- Superman in the black suit. No. All of that. There's so in that in that uh in a lot of those teaser clips you see, there's a shot of Superman pulling Batman up and he's in the black suit and so he's evil at one point, but then he's also good in the black suit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do these ti- titles do anything for you guys? Floppy no. Geek nothing. 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 Yeah, I got. Unfortunately, I, I'm I'm good. I'm good on the titles. I appreciate maybe a, a way to break it up for viewing. That's nice. That's yeah. nice of him to share. Uh, something else that posted today. This is kind of hilarious. Apparently, uh, the Justice League Snyder cut leaked early. Today, by accident, when some people tried to play Watch Tom and Jerry and instead got Zack Snyder's Justice League. What? This is going great. Imagine like a little, imagine you're a little kid and you put on Tom and Jerry and all of a sudden you see some Zack Snyder shit. You're like, what is like, this? Like fucking slow-mo. Like, I want to like see. Buildings getting exploded. You just see Dark Side and you just. <laughs> Mommy, what's going on? You pee your pants. So, a few lucky, unlucky people got to see the Snyder Cut early. 10 days. It's funny. Yeah. Glitches happened. Yeah, that Tom and Jerry made a lot of money and I heard it's not good it's at terrible. all. I heard it's really bad. And it's a, <laughs> it's free on HBO Max and I, I have no desire Sucks. to yeah. even check it's it a out. Cartoon li- interacting with a yeah. live movie. But it doesn't I mean, look like they integrated it well. Well, Imran, thing. I feel like Imran would automatically like it because there are there's an Indian person in it. Oh, there we go. Points. <laughs> I'll give it two out of ten like, points. Like Imran always points out, oh my God, there's a person in there. <laughs> there's a brown person in this hall. Allahu Akbar. It's about like, it, 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 uh, 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 It's, um, who's the name of that guy who does the the news on the college right, Yeah, he's marrying an Indian woman and He's trying to overcompensate by having like the most outlandish wedding with elephants and shit. And, uh, you know, elephants don't like mice. So Colin Jost, ensues. First of all, Colin Jost married to Scarlett Johansson, right? Geek boner. Yeah. I don't know how he pulled that. First of all, how he pulled that, how he pulled that. I don't know. Second of all, I fucking love Tom and Jerry and I don't need any of this new bullshit. I will stick with my Tom and Jerry shorts from the 30s and the 40s that won Oscars that they used to play before movies they are fantastic i learned everything i know about classical music from cartoons that's right (laughs) 
<laughs> I just want to see if I can make everyone make that laugh. <laughs> Is this the ah. game now? Drink. Uh-huh. Oh, boy, it's a new drinking game. Uh-huh. Uh, listen, if you really want to hear me do that laugh more, visit our shop on Public. Visit jockadere.com slash shop. Buy some swag. Buy some t-shirts. Buy our new logo. There is a sale this week, March 10th to March 13th. And then on Pi Day, 314, March 14th, there's also a bonus sale where t- classic t-shirts are $13, crewnecks $30, mugs are $11, masks as low as $8, everything else 35% off up to. So celebrate pie day by eating some pie, doing some math, and buying Chocolate Nerd uh, something or other. Last thing, we can't uh, forget about the original Justice League and uh, the uh, the destiny of one uh, Henry Cavill's mustache, as none of that mustache footage, you know, is going to be used in this cut, which is the stuff Joss Whedon used, and it's all floaty. However, I've been waiting for this for three years. Finally leaked photos here, fellas, of Superman with a porn star mustache. Oh, and you know what? <laughs> I fucking dig it. Why can't we have this Superman? Look at these photos. This is amazing. He, it's like Freddie Mercury Superman. Yes, it's Freddie. <laughs> he looks like a rock star, Freddie. Bra- Tom Selleck. Out oh there. my god, and he's so dashing and handsome. Like I think this works. I wouldn't have questioned it one bit. I'd have just been like, oh, Clark wants to wear a mustache. Sure, why not? <laughs> he looks great. Wait, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we finally got these photos. Like, this is what they had to brush over. Must have been such a pain in the ass. I, I'm sure the digital artist is just cursing every follicle. I mean, you, really, you really do see the uh, Henry Cavill Mission Impossible. It's, yeah, I mean, it's the, the same look. character. Yes. I yeah, mean, the, I, that's the, what I think of when I see this. But, I, and again, some of, it, some of these he has like kind of like a five o'clock mustache. Like, if they just filled it in, that would have been fine too. That probably would have been easier. Then trying to remove it and bearded I'm, Superman, I think. Yeah, and now I'm staring at a floaty, swollen upper lip. What the fuck is this? The fuck? Anyways, I'm just stuff. glad that's not going to be a thing in the new one. Yes, we are going to get to see clean shaven uh, Henry Cavill. That's right. Every girl's dream. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break here, listener. Play some promos and come back and geek out about the finale. A fucking WandaVision right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Katie here from How Do I Jump? We are an independent news, media, and entertainment outlet dedicated to bringing you all that's hot and fresh in the video game world with a definite focus on indie games. Our podcast, The Weekly Jump, rounds up all those gaming headlines and stories into a fun and entertaining hour for your informative enjoyment. Find us on Spreaker, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. For ad-free podcasts and bonus content, head to patreon.com slash howdoijump. To learn more, visit howdoijump.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where 
here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Listener, if you have been enjoying the show and we make you chuckle on a regular basis, consider showing your support, your love. Join our awesome fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! And for as little as $3 a month, you can support the show, get swag and stickers and bonus content. You get access to an exclusive RSS feed where the shows come out early. And boy, are we putting up tons of bonus content every week. It's lots of fun. This week, I had my uh, WandaVision instant recap reaction to the finale. Uh, I love doing those. Uh, Anthony, you guys did a jock talk. Their bottom is is very weak. Did a jock talk, yeah. And then uh, did a couple movies. One, I Carry You With Me, uh-huh. which no one's seen. Uh-huh. It was only released in festival season. Oh, that's a very small, indie, obscure fucking movie there. Yeah, and then I did The the Mauritanian, Ooh. which was with Jodie Foster yeah. and Tahar Rahim uh, that one is- and Shailene Woodley. That one looks interesting. I want to oh, check that out. Oh, and Benedict Cumberbitch. Oh, the Cumberbitch is in the Mauritanian too. Yeah, he's uh he's playing a, like a, a southern guy. Oh wow, wow, oh, nice. A heavy southern accent. Convincing was it good? His accent. I mean, it's just so weird. It's Benedict Cumberbatch with a southern, with a southern accent. accent. Uh, that one looks like something I would dig. So I yeah, I want to make note of one thing about our Patreon. David Zika posted to the Facebook group this comment. He said, I just downloaded the Patreon app for the first time and found out you can download the Patreon exclusive episodes and play from the app or just play without downloading, which makes it more convenient than trying to stream through a phone browser if you're on the go. I don't think I've ever heard any Patreon provider actually spell that out as a feature of being a supporter. And well, yeah, it's true. I didn't even know that was a thing. So they have an app. And the reason I never mentioned the app, because at, from the creator point of view, from uh, if you are a creator and you log into the app, it's very confusing. And it's really not the best design thing. And it's hard to use. But it, I didn't even think about the other end where we have ex- 500 exclusive bonus clips of audio that now if you sign up, you download the app and they're right there to play. You can download them. You, what about the RSS feed? And that's the other that way. You, when you sign up, you will get emailed an RSS feed. Simply click on that or copy that link. Uh, a lot of phones, if you click on it, it'll know exactly what to do with it. It'll say you want to open it. Which podcast app do you want to open this in? Or you just open a podcast app, say add manually, and it'll paste it right in. That's also very simple. And that keeps that the feed in with your other podcasts so you don't have to. But if you want to go to the Patreon app and just scroll and listen, that is always there. Yes, David Zika, thank you very much. Nerd. for bringing that up does that make sense guys was anybody confused sure i got it great now i want to take one second to try and tease something in okay do it now listen guys we're thinking about doing something special with the patreon something for the fans uh we don't know exactly when it's gonna lift off 
but we just want to throw it out there for you and just let you know that we're working on it. We'll get you the deets as as soon as we get to know exactly when we're going to launch it. But we're doing a Discord. We want to do a Discord oh, with shit. our Patreon people, a uh, private kind of like hangout with all three of us. And uh, it'll be something once a month at least. So we don't, uh, we're thinking of it anyway. So uh, let me know what you think of that. And then we could kind of uh, get some feedback from you guys. And if you're, is there any interest or anything like that? So let me, let us know. Absolutely. I, I definitely want to hear what you guys think. It's going to be special. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be a lot of fun. So sign up to the Patreon today, jockinner.com slash Patreon. Okay, let's get into WandaVision episode nine. This is the last one, maybe ever. Here is your spoiler alerts. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This episode titled The Series Finale, meaning this is a one and done limited series, possibly because you have season finales and you have series finales. Yeah, this them saying series finale makes me think no more season two. Uh, and the runtime, the longest episode yet at about 50 minutes, but then it's really like 42 minutes, maybe, of actual content. Uh, so good runtime. Uh, what happened in this episode? Anthony, do you want to give a uh, kind of a, a plot synopsis or should we just dive in? Uh, I can give a quick plot synopsis. So it's basically if you've been following, it all comes down to this. Agatha has oh, yeah. her kids, has trying to bait Wanda into basically giving up her powers. You also have the white vision coming in to destroy vision and Wanda. You have Hayward and his team controlling the white vision and trying to also get in and save the town kind of. And uh, you have Wanda trying to defend herself and her family and figure out uh, what her true power is. Accepting your destiny, doing the right thing. You get more reveals. We get mostly closure. We get an emotional goodbye. And of course, uh, as Marvel does, set up for the future. Here's what didn't happen. None of the fucking fan theories. Everybody was speculating. Oh, oh what happened here, fellas? Did we? Uh, did the internet just uh, overblow this thing? We went way too far. With uh, with these theories, and some people are mad disappointed. Well, I think that it's really fucking hilarious. I think to it's me hilarious, absolutely, because a lot of the same assholes who spun all these theories on all of their like highfalutin like uh, nerd websites, yeah, like you know the Nerdist and all yeah. this other stuff, you know, fucking screen junkies. They all fucking did it. They all used it for clicks. Then they're like, now they're all like uh, sanctimoniously being like, oh, you guys shouldn't have expected all that stuff. <laughs> so it's like, all right, fine. Like the fans like talking amongst themselves is one thing, but you guys also did it. And not only that, but Marvel did not refute any of it either. No, they didn't. They let it happen. So because it was great fucking PR and buzz for the yeah. show. So, I mean, is it? It's kind of douchey for them. This is all I'm saying. It's like not whether that you can theorize or not and expect your theories to come true because you shouldn't. But the fact that these assholes used it and then tried to be like high, holier than thou. Oh, you guys are just out of control and theorizing too much. But they're the ones that were using it to get clicks. So I think it's kind of fucked up. There's a I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago how the weekly format was great for. Um, building, you know, conversation and all these theories and buzz. 
Um, There's a drawback, though, isn't there? This is kind of the drawback in yeah, that like yeah. people had all this time to figure out these theories or try to figure out what happened because of you know the week to week release and and there's a lot of like pride in that like if you do, if you get it wrong well it must have been bad like I, i'm i'm you know you're looking for like confirmation bias right right and then once you get once you find out that your theory was wrong it's like well my theory was so good that it's better than what would have happened. Exactly. So, yes. Like fuck you for like th- this sucks. <laughs> right? Everyone gets psyched about. I but, know. But, yeah. Just real quick, I just think, uh, you know, Marvel kind of they did play into it, right? A little bit. Yes. Because the the we'll get into it, but the yeah. Pietro reveal was a, an epic just troll job. And they just was, trolled everybody. Bettany's words were a fucking troll job. Right. And so. Bettany was fucking with people, yeah, and yeah, 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 Elizabeth yeah. Olsen was fucking with people. So they played yeah. into it a little bit, but at the end of the day. Marvel told the story they wanted to tell, and I think this is like there's a lot of like entitlement amongst fans yeah. and, and writers, you know, like almost deservedly so. I mean, they got Justice League Snyder cut made. Yeah, like fans are like dictating what's getting made and like how people should be doing it, things. And I, I personally just enjoyed people getting mad about it, this stuff. I thought it was hilarious. It's a tricky balance, and I just I don't understand why people are mad because I speculated. I got into the same things. I we I had fun talking about the same shit, but I I knew that they didn't promise us any of this. I'm not upset that like. But the thing they is, never is you're, any of this. you're getting all this stuff from legitimate. Uh, things like the people who made this whole thing about uh, the epic uh, cameo at the end, they took Elizabeth Olsen's words and like, and, and just put out this false narrative. She, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like she they're was asked also, a question too. It wasn't yeah, like she came out with that. So they're also culpable in this. They're like, they, it's not like oh the fans just went and like with Star Wars they were just going off on theory. They weren't, you know, like they weren't being confirmed by anything. So all of these so called, uh, you know, nerd news. Um, we're we're fanning the flames. Yep. And so I think that yes, the people who are mad that their theories didn't come true, they should be like, all right, whatever. But I know why the re- the reason why they feel so fucked mm. up is because they thought mm-hmm. like all of these news sources were like confirming this stuff and acting like it was like a real thing. There are a bunch of red herrings in the show. We'll discuss. They didn't pick up, but real quick, here's what didn't happen. No new major MCU character. No big Luke Skywalker cameo. Photon. Back up. Photon. Okay. Premiered. Okay. Yeah, but all right. All right. Did she premiere? It's kind of a soft kind of uh, Monica's got powers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she premiered. This okay. is the first time okay. we've ever seen her. Okay. But there was no like Luke Skywalker cameo. There was no... Well, okay, wait. Back up on the Luke Skywalker okay. thing, too. Just real quick. I know you want to read these, but the Luke Skywalker thing, it was Pietro. That, uh, was, the, that was the Luke Skywalker thing. that's what she thing. meant? Okay. And she was asked a question. Okay. It, was, it was something along the lines of, well, the Mandalorian had a big reveal where uh, Luke Skywalker showed up. Is yeah. there anything that's going to be like that in WandaVision? And yeah. she just said... Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, and then they wrote that... And people ran with she it. She says people, Luke someone, Skywalker. Someone, okay. Okay. Great, you know... Someone posed a question in a way that if she didn't answer it, you know, like yeah. she had a no win situation there. At that point, I think if I was Disney, I would put out some kind of thing or whatever to kind of temper that back hmm. because because like by setting expectations high or letting that expectation exist, like you're going to like deal with like it doesn't matter. Like if you, even if they're right, like if they're right and they say and the people who watch it have no right to theorize they still did it. They still had expectations and they still were, they still feel disappointed. Even if you tell them that they shouldn't, they still feel it. So at that point, it's an emotional thing 
and you can't tell people not to feel a certain way. They're yeah. just going to. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- like, it's irresponsible, you know, because, like, look at what happened with The Mandalorian. Like, The Mandalorian got this visceral reaction. Absolutely. Right? And, it, yeah. it, it, you know, a, a lot of people say it saved the Star Wars franchise, you know, uh, it renewed interest in it and everything. So, when you say something to that level, uh, it's like a like the the ending of Man- of Mandalorian. Like people got excited about that, and and they wanted that excitement. But to be honest with you, like I wasn't that excited about Wandavision like at all. Like it was because I I was just like even when they announced it, I was like eh, I'm not really into seeing a girl date a robot. Like I don't think that that's interesting. It was interesting in the comics, yeah. Yeah. like um. They did a couple of new ones a few years ago that were f- kind of funny and interesting, but like it's not something that I was I would tune into. But um, the fact that it sounded like they were going to use it as a springboard to Doctor Strange—that's what kind of got me interested in ah. it because they were spinning that. That was yeah. the yarn that they yeah. were spinning that it, um, it was tied in and all that stuff. So, well, we got light um, set up to that. So, yeah. So maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But at the same time, it. it it's not just the fans like the fans are to blame and the fa- fans are responsible for their, their theorizing and wanting their theories to be true and wanting to be validated. Like Anthony said, yeah. and that, that is kind of like a babyish thing to want, but at the same time, it wasn't just fans. It was people in the industry that were using it and, 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 and Marvel was using it. These uh, papers or these, uh, these sites were using it. And to get clicks. So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of blame to go around for this kind of, this kind of, there's a little bit of a backlash going on. Well, look, they did, they used it. They got the clicks. That's what it comes down to. They ended up getting the clicks. More things that I thought would happen didn't happen. There was no big bad beyond Agatha, no Mephisto. There was, I thought there would be somebody more after whatever. No mutants entering the MCU, no real multiverse tearing and no Dr. Strange cameo, which whatever. That's fine. Uh, let's get into what happens. What we find out, where we're left off. What did you think? Did, of, did we want to start with our opening I, thoughts? Yeah, opening thoughts, Anthony. Final chapter. What do you got? I wrote this down. Oh, you did? Wrote, Look at you wrote, all prepared. I, oh sometimes I write God. things down. I, I I, sometimes it. I have like good thoughts <laughs> that I like, Bro, I'm like, I'll remember it during the show. He does. I'll remember it during the show, and then I go, I blank out. And I this don't is why our notes, my, the notes I make are so long, because I'm not going to remember any of this bullshit I got to write. <laughs> um, overall, I really liked the show. Okay. Uh, I I think I even last week, or the, the last couple of weeks, you guys would be asking me, like, what do I think is going to happen? I'd float some things, but I often was like, I don't know, because I, I had no expectations for mm-hmm. what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I always was just going to come into this, like, I'm gonna, I'm I'm just here to, to be entertained. And for the most part, I was entertained. There's probably some things that could have been done better, but there was never anything that I saw that was like made me go, "Man, that sucked." Yeah, like everything yeah. was like everything. I, I enjoyed legitimately almost every single part of the show. Um, I appreciated it for what it was. It, at the end of the day, we had all the fan theories and all the things of what it could springboard. But at the end of the day, it was about Wanda coming terms, coming to terms with her grief yeah. and her love for Vision. Yeah. And it was a much more, it was a much smaller story than anyone um, was theorizing. Absolutely. And I, and I appreciated it for what it was. Yeah, I thought my, that was my first reaction was I thought it would be a little bit bigger scale, but it it did, uh, did nail home Wanda's trauma, Wanda's journey, her decision with her family. 
the the action looked great and it did you know it's a it's a third act marvel thing where it's a big cgi battle uh so it, it it's not my favorite episode of the season some of it was a little clunky seemed a little rushed but uh, did you see that article i sent you yes we will talk okay. about we'll talk about that but I did. I mean, I enjoyed the ending. I think they did, for the most part, stick the landing and do what Marvel does well, which is give you some closure and leave things for the future. Always pointing to the future. Rugs, what do you think overall? I I just watched a uh, another show about uh, that w- that ended abruptly, right? Because it got canceled, <laughs> and um, well, because they they weren't being renewed, and they just had the kind of sh- end everything abruptly and this is what this felt like uh oh interesting well and, there's uh, a reason we'll get into so, that. And I, and it and it felt like that to me uh after i watched i'm like whoa they needed another episode at least they needed the other two episodes at least that's how i felt um throughout the show i've been saying like i feel like they they used up those two episodes they stretched that out too long and they, they're not gonna have enough to to finish everything i've been saying that and um I, at the end of the day, that's how I felt. I felt like that a lot of things were just left hanging. Yeah. But um, overall, I think as a quality of show and quality of writing, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I don't think that the, all of the esteem that's being heaped upon it as it's being genius or whatever. I feel like it's more fun to talk about the show than the actual show is. Yeah. And I had more fun theorizing about it than actually watching it. I was only watching it to theorize. I wasn't really watching it. Like when I just look at what's in front of me, it, it it's like it, it's good. It's 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 good. It's competent. It's a competent. Show. It's well acted. Paul Bettany's great. They're both great. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen's okay, but Paul Bettany's better um, <laughs> by far because I, you know it's like I I really couldn't get a handle on which one was actually her. Mm. Like I knew you know like the the real vision and then then the TV show vision. Right, right. But I couldn't figure out. I'm like, is this Finally, Wanda? Is this Wanda? Is this the Wanda? Like, or the other ones? Like, I could never really get a handle on which one was actually really Wanda. And when I'm like, okay, well, this is Wanda now. So, um, it, I was, it was a little bit more murky with, with her. Um, but overall, I think it was a very well done show. Like, but it wasn't greatness. It was, it had moments, but it, it wasn't like, like, when I see the public, exalting something to like the nth degree. And I'm like, I just don't see it. It it makes it lesser to me because I'm like, now I'm like, I'm just seeing like, I don't see the greatness. So it's weird. So I liked it. I thought it was good. I give it all of the accolades that it, it you know, it, it was entertained in the last episode. Um, I thought some of the stuff, the, the visuals were great, but overall, I just think that the show uh, as a whole was just, was just good. So I mean, that's Marvel I has given us, you know, it is, it's more than a show. This was, this was probably one of the greatest like shared experiences I think I've experienced in, the, in since like, it reminded me of like Avengers Endgame at the end, just every week, everybody talking about this at the memes, the pop culture everywhere. They made, they made it appointment viewing. Yeah, absolutely. Household names even, and it brought more people into uh, attention but to the MCU. doesn't it bother you that people were talking about stuff that's not in the actual show, like like Lost? People were talking about shit, talking about Fibonacci sequences and stuff like that, <laughs> and it had nothing nuts. to do with anything. And that that's exactly, it was more fun to talk about yeah. the show. Yeah. That's what made it that's what made it appointment viewing. It's like you wanted to be able to talk about it. You wanted to watch it. I, I, before I truly anybody can, enjoyed it. 
the entire time. I I liked watching. I liked watching it more than talking about it at times. It is a little like gem. It's just nice. It's great that we have this show. Like that this thing exists in all the way is kind of fucking awesome. Also, keep in mind, although they have Disney behind them, Marvel Studios as a studio, not Marvel TV, has never put out a TV never show. Never put out this a was long the first time. form uh, episodic TV show. So for their first time out, I think they did a fucking a great job. And yeah, maybe overall some of the pacing early on could have been you know smoothed out so that it didn't feel kind of all rust in the end but there's a reason why that happened and we'll get into that uh let's talk about moments from the episode what was anything that stuck out any any big uh favorite parts big reveals where do you want to start why don't you start well let's just start with fucking (laughs) don't narrate the entire episode let's no let's start (laughs) with uh agatha agatha did have the fucking dark hole the whole time Oh, that is the dark hold, which is funny because it was previously seen in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Runaways further confirming that they don't give a shit about those shows because the no. book looked different. The book and yeah. those looked, it said the dark hold. It on said the, top the dark hold, but it was cool type where you, it, you could read it upside down and backwards. It said dark hold both ways. Like it was designed really well, but it was Fuck so TV where you have the name of the book <laughs> on the book where this book looked like a fucking cool old book. So. The Magic Book of the Damned has a whole chapter devoted to the Scarlet Witch. We find out she is not born. She is forged. She has no coven, no need for incantation. Her power exceeds that of the Sorcerer Supreme. What, oh, what the fuck? She goes, it's your destiny to destroy the world. So They've, they've basically... I mean, she's like why? this in the comics, but she's basically... They've made her the Phoenix. She's Jean Grey, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she went through a Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix moment in the fucking show. That's all I could think of. But why is she? Why is her destiny to destroy the world? Because uh, we'll, we'll the, they, they just say that and they don't say the no. reason why. No, the Dark I think Hold. that'll be explored in Multiverse yeah. of Madness. The Dark Hold is a bad book, and uh, studying that is there's only bad things can come from studying See, that book. I, I like feel that that was, that was kind of flimsy. Yeah, like uh, yeah. like when first of all. When Agatha Harkness uh, faces off against Scarlet Witch in the episode prior, she says, you have this unlimited amount of power. You have the power to create things. Yeah, spontaneous creation. But she doesn't create anything. She just creates an illusion of things. So she's not actually creating things. Because if she could create things, she could actually take her kids and vision and and Dave, but maybe she'll get developed that later on with the dark hold that she's reading and stuff it like might that. Make her more powerful. You're right. She was able to rewrite reality if it existed, but then the stuff that was completely like, her magic. The only person who's actually changed by Wanda is Photon. Yeah, and we don't know why. Yeah, but nobody else re- resulted in permanent changes. Like nothing else resulted in. A- well, Fo- Photon went through the three times. Hex three times. Yeah, that's they've they've talked about that. Right, but like, for some reason, that's just writing, right? right. Because yes. they they just wrote it that way. That like, doesn't really make any sense because this hex got, comes and goes, and the, she made she changed things, and they change back, and and you know everybody's back to normal, and so like they're whatever's going on, it just they're saying she can spontaneously create, but it's really just an illusion. It's just an extension of her power. Maybe somewhere down the line. When not in this show, it becomes real. It becomes real, but yeah. that's kind of weird writing. 
And I, I, so a lot of the times, a lot of the writing, like, like, as I said, her magic stayed on that one drone so they could use well, that it was for just vision. Con- yeah, that's convenient. Just, just like, it, it, no, there's no r- rhyme or reason to why this stuff works. You know what I kept thinking of watching this episode? You know, when you were like, you know, you could see the writing on the wall. That's this whole episode here at the end. A little bit was like, oh, of course, this is how you kind of saw this coming. So, well, yeah, it's just. To me, it's like I didn't know understand. So they 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 introduced this Nexus thing in the in the commercials. They never ever addressed that either. Oh, they, don't even get me started on the fucking commercials. We, we they were just they were just there to play with us and and reveal Wanda's like everybody trauma. Everybody else gets everybody else gets revealed of what their significance is as like like as the normal people that were actually there. Like so, when you see. The mailman, you know, finally be you know, oh, he's just the mailman. He was the pizza guy, yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't get really get to see those people. Maybe you do, but they're in the background so much they're not even like focused on, or maybe I didn't see them, but I watched it twice, but I, I was looking for that, but I couldn't find them. So yeah, there were some things that they left out there that I felt like that was underdeveloped. Well, like Dottie. I do love the moment where Agatha cuts the spell on Dottie and Dottie is like, Oh my name is Sarah, you gotta let me see my children. Please don't let them out of their room. I loved all that. That was great. I loved, but then d- I loved all that because getting to Wanda, like her character coming out of this is very much like a gray character, yeah. right? Like oh, Agatha yeah. even says, "Heroes yeah. don't torture well, people." She's the bad guy. She's actually right. the bad guy. Yeah, she's actually terrible. Yeah, even yeah. even you know they Monica Rambo says you'll never know what you sacrifice. They'll they'll never know what you sacrifice, and she's like they'll never care. Yeah, like and she they shouldn't right? Like she tortured them for a week. And and the more they revealed about what was going on, they're like, you're, you know, you're even when we sleep, we see your nightmares. That was well, crazy. Like, your grief is poisoning so, even, us. Even that line, what did she sacrifice? They're illusions that she created. They weren't even real. Wait, at the end. Well, see, they... Wait, wait, wait. I got, I got a theory yeah. on that. So I don't think they're illusions because at the end, when she's looking through the books, you hear the kids scream. So yes. my theory yes, is, the and they said around. this earlier, where nothing gets, nothing it's not created. It just gets rewritten. Yeah. So I think when she gets the kids, that she says to the kids, thanks for choosing me to be your Oh, my mother. God. So heartbreaking. Yeah. So what, she, what I think happened there, this is my fan theory, um, is she pulled souls from another multiverse, uh-huh. injected them into the kids. Once the kids went away, they didn't actually go away. They got sent back to their universe. I think at the end when she's she's doing the spells, I think she's, she's trying to figure them. out. Yes. When she hears them, she's going to try to figure out how to cross through universes to find her children. That's yes. my working theory. That's not uh, a bit, yeah, yeah, I mean, and I'm, I will be pissed if I'm wrong. Yeah, yes, you better be. I mean, I mean, you won't be pissed or you will no, be you pissed. Will be. I will be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, obviously when they have that Easter egg at the end, uh, that they still exist in some way. They persist. Yeah. They, they're but, following her. They're finding but her when anything dies, they supposedly persists. Yeah. Right. So uh, according to whatever, um, anything that's made can't be unmade, you know? So sure. um, it's like mass can't be destroyed, just transferred into something or energy yeah. into something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, one of the things that I really like, let's give me some, get, get to some positive stuff is I, uh, did like, uh, Paul Bettany, uh, his goodbye, Oh. I felt like the the most truest emotion, the most the the thing that pulled at me the most was his reaction to the everything. Yeah, because he yeah. just figured out what he was, and now he's gonna die. And he said, "Oh, and he's you know, okay was, with it, and he's fine with it." Yeah. And but he the way he delivered the dialogue, the oh. way he acted it, it and, and, and he's a fucking machine, and he's the most human character in the whole fucking Absolutely. show. I, I completely yeah. agree so. with you, Rugs. I think Paul Bettany was 
by far the best. And the lines they wrote for him, and he the way he was able to deliver them. Yeah. I mean, he the the line where he says, like, I was once a, a body or a, a oh, yes, a, a voice with no body, yeah. and then I was a body but not human, and now I'm a, a, memory, a memory that is made real. Who knows what I'll yeah made? Who knows what I'll be next? Oh my gosh, that was. I mean, they 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 whoever wrote his dialogue, like they just nailed Vision. And then he's Every time. he's badass as fucking white vision too. Like the look on his face and the way he acted oh, was phenomenal. That's the the ship of Theseus they, where they get into a philosophical but thought. This experience. is great. Let's talk about that. First of all, Ghost Vision almost pops Wanda's head like a fucking grape. You hear the bones cracking. That was a great detail. I was like, oh my god. And then yeah, they fight. There's some fun. I got I got a little thing when he when he's squeezing her head. Yes. Keep in mind we hadn't seen any action to that point. Yes. Really, in the entire show. So when Vision like comes out of nowhere off screen and slams him through a, a trailer, yeah, into the window, I, I actually I got really excited. There, so I like, popped yeah, a nice little <laughs> Well, I, I mean, there was a lot of Superman vibes in their fight, kind of. You know, it was it was pretty brutal, and they're making big well, what, holes. What in the they ground. did, what they did, what that was cool with their fight, which wasn't as cool with the Wanda, like Wanda and Agatha's fight was just them throwing. Yeah. color at yes. each other right yes but at least for like visions they like really explored the powers and it was like mind beams it was philosophical it was them phasing yeah. like you really got to exp- have fun with the powers well, i thought the smartest thing was he goes for the mind stone and vision just phases through him and i was like why the right. fuck didn't you do that in endgame you fucking piece of shit that's all you well, had to do well he got pierced through the chest and his, oh, his whole he, body he was, was not up. operating well right but yeah clever uses and then the fact that he uh, full color conditional vision de-escalates the situation by posing a thought experiment of the ship of Theseus. Did anybody? Did you guys know about this? I don't think I ever learned about this. I never learned about the ship of Theseus thought experiment. You did know? I did not know. No, about it. Rugs. Did I think it's an interesting thought experiment. It is. Rugs. Did you know about this? No. I mean, not in this. Not in this way no so you know basically he brings up he's like there is a sh- artifact and the museum a ship kept in the museum as its boards rot they were replaced by new ones after many years every board is replaced is that ship still theseus's ship what if all the rotten boards are miraculously removed of their rot and reassembled is that ship theseus's ship and and then vision has that great realization where basically they're both vision and neither of them are vision that's brilliant and it stops him and then he's just like i am okay so then he unlocks that was well, great first, too. before he before they get into the thought experiment yeah. he, he vision says a line and he goes he, they pause and he goes i request elaboration yeah, I, I was like oh fuck that got him oh <laughs> shit he goes i'm not i'm just a conditional vision i thought he was gonna convince him to like kill himself because he's the real vision at that point i thought they were gonna merge oh and they, we, they were gonna shit. bring back vision that way where it was like we're both vision we both have like the good parts of vision. Well, that and that was what was interesting is one had the data and the other one kind of had the soul and the right, spark right. to start. And he unlocks Vision's memories, and you see a clip of like Vision and everything in MCU. And so now White Vision has his unlocked memories. And the funniest thing, where he just goes, "I am Vision," and then he's like, "Bye," and then just fucking takes off. Oh, and Bob's geez. like, "What happened? Where are you going? Why are you helping? Why did he yeah, go?" Yeah, so so if he remembers all of his memories, he should immediately go to go to Wanda, right? right? That's what I, that's what I would assume. I, I, I interpreted as not that he got all his memories, but he's now aware of what Vision has been through. But he doesn't remember them. Uh, this is I'm another fan theory. He doesn't remember them like as if I lived it. It's as if he's seeing someone else live it, but he knows it's him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. 
I see you, Imran, do all these things. Right. But I'm not you. Right. So that's what I'm that's how he I think he sees visions memories. Is he sees them as a oh, friend as somebody doing else doing all these, these things. things, not him. But he knows it's him. But it's, but he, not, it's him. not like he connects with it. Like he's not seeing it through Vision's because eyes. He didn't actually go through it. Well, yeah. I mean, I would, I would Whoa. argue that he's been alive for five minutes. Yes. I don't think he has that much of a sense of per- person. <laughs> I, That's oh. that also is. Well, and I thought when he so, left, it seemed to me that he was pissed at Sword for keeping. That's also a very good point, though, Rugs. That he has no sense of who he even yeah. is. No. So for uh, so to be overwhelmed with uh, all like, this you know, shit at once, all this knowledge, I. I think that it would uh yeah i mean maybe it was overwhelming and he had to get That's away but i would probably at least another this is the other thing so wanda now has to like collapse the the, the hex right she's got to put her kids to bed say goodbye to it's them so forever sad. say goodbye to vision but vision knows that he just recreated a new vision and he doesn't tell her he lets her think like, he could have been like, listen, there's a little, oh, that's little a silver good, lining that's to this. Point. Guess what? I just fucking hooked you up and uh, uh, unlocked this motherfucker, and he's out there. And um, for some reason, they couldn't put him together until the last episode of the show because they were putting him together for three months, and all of a sudden, they magically figured it out. But now they have him, and uh, he's out okay, there, and these, he's got memories. These are all good points. Why wouldn't <laughs> he have told Wanda? Wanda would be like, by the way, what happened to the other vision? Yeah, spare her and, the fucking misery from dying a third but time. He does, they, but then you get that line where he's like, we've said goodbye before, and we'll probably say hello again. But he could have been like, by the way, but there's another knew. vision out there. But he knew, and, yeah. Well, he knew that she'll find her. Let her be sad for a little bit. Yeah, let, let, her, it out. let her Jesus. let her feel me being dead again. Oh God! Just because I wanted to. But um, but Anthony, you said this article uh, from The Verge called "WandaVision: Ship of Theseus Fixes the Dumbest Thing About Marvel Movies," basically explaining how this there's always been philosophy in the MCU, but this identity metaphysics philosophy being at the forefront is is kind of new, and it's a new. Uh, way to think about it's a new form of philosophy that we've seen in the MCU. I was in a philosophy class. And um, we never talked about Theseus. We talked we talked about something, and it and, and it reoccurred to me when I was watching Jeremy John's uh, review of this. Yeah, and he said the same exact thing, which was fucking weird. Was like um, the philosopher in the philosophy class. They said, you know, that you are a different person every seven years. Oh. All your cells change. Oh, right, but right, yet right. you remain the same. Like every yeah. every cell in your body dies yeah, and yeah. gets replenished by a brand new cells. Whoa. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I didn't hear about the ship of Theseus. I think that it's similar. It's similar. But thing. I, I heard that same kind of theory. And then Jeremy Johns pointed that out. And I was like, oh, OK, all right, cool. Like, uh, I guess uh, you, everything can change about you and you're still the same thing, I guess. I don't know. That, that, <laughs> I guess what, that's what the point was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I did hear about that, but not in that way. You know, the another thing I liked, I liked the ship of Theseus. I liked I brought up earlier how I liked how um, I'm thinking about Miss Marvel, uh, <laughs> Scarlet Witch, Monica, uh, Wanda is like now kind of a gray character. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the one part too where she's she realizes the horror of what she's doing, yeah. right? And all these people, so she does what's right and she opens up the portal. Yeah, it's catch twenty two like, though. But then like you see Vision and the kids like blocking yeah, out. Fuck. And I thought that was like a really Brilliant. good like. I thought that was a brilliant way of like put. You know, I always enjoy when you put the hero in like a tough position. You put them like in a crucible, and they have to decide between one good thing or another. It's the old save and, the bus or chase me kind right. of Superman. I, thing. I mean, at the end of the day, she probably should. She did what she should do, she which is save the rest of the people. Yeah. 
but it was like I, I always enjoy when they're able to throw heroes in those in those situations. Save Westview or save your family. And you know what? Wanda has kind of put herself in this situation unknowingly. She was choking people out unknowingly there when they were getting mad at her. I was like, holy fuck, she can't control any of this. And it's a, it's a good way to it's a good place to take the character. I think it makes the character a lot more interesting. And it makes sense, like, how they tied it to sorcerers and the Doctor Strange magic and how it's Well, also, it's also so just her grief. Yes, yes. It's, tied, it's really tied to her grief oh. and her, her, her being so grieving that, like, you know, you take, you take your grief out on other people. And she does it subconsciously. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, like, when you grieve, it's, all, it's the people around you that really they, get affected, they feel too, it. right? Yeah, and and yeah, this is, like... Yeah. This is kind of a way, a metaphor for it's that. manifesting in real with life. superhero yeah, powers. Fuck, right, yeah. That's so good. And it does blur the line between the straight good and evil we kind of get. And Marvel has, has done that in the past. Was that a little too much Dark Phoenix when she turns into the Scarlet Witch? The costume looks dope, by the way. She looked fantastic. Oh, I love the costume. It looks a l- I, I can't believe they pulled that costume off. It looks a lot like Fastbender's Magneto costume, too. Somebody pointed oh, out. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, but it, There's an M on the head. It looks on the like. head, yeah. And it, it looks amazing. And it's like a pretty comic accurate update of this fucking costume. But, man, she that was the switch. She's Dark Phoenix. That's Jean Grey becoming Dark Phoenix. Wanda becoming Scarlet Witch. Yeah, no, I thought it was... I, I again, couldn't believe they pulled off the costume. And once once it was on screen, I just went, oh, my gosh. It took them forever to figure yes. this out, but they got it. We got there. <laughs> we got and, there. Uh, and then just when Vision goes, I got to know what am I? And she goes, you're a piece of the Mind Stone that lives in me. You're my hope, my love, my grief. Oh, it's good. And then it's just really sad at the very end when she's truly alone again. Mm-hmm. You know, you see her just put her hood up and you're like, fuck, she had this. But she only had this family for like a week. It's like seven days. And the, the kids only were only week, around yeah. for like a few days. <laughs> it was a week, yeah. But uh, I guess you, she, she bonded with listen, the kids. I bond with these uh, foster dogs in a week. Believe me, sometimes it feels <laughs> like a month. And yeah, I'm like, oh my God, he's leaving already? But you just got I, here. I also enjoyed the, the Incredibles pose that oh, they had that, him do. That was a great. I got some Easter eggs. Wait, let's, before we get to Easter eggs. Mm. Well, the, the line she says where it's like... Uh, I know you were you. We never prepared you for this. You were born for this. You guys were born for it. Fuck yeah! They do the Incredibles pose, and it's just like they got a speedster, just like Incredibles. Wish, wish we would have got more of the kids doing doing stuff. stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been nice. Some stuff got rushed. Monica stops bullets by using energy. They lose their momentum and drop. This is her power. This is all she gets to do. Doesn't really get to do a lot in this episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get in. Are you excited about her? Is is are you like pumped to see what well, she's going to do next? With the post credit scene, got me a little more excited. than just set up for possibly Captain Marvel two. I, I would say I, I would say I enjoyed her character up until the last two episodes, yeah. when she was basically kind of sidelined. Yeah, I think they could have done more with her towards the end and made you give it like just kind of care more. I, I think she, her, she, she, and Darcy. A lot of the side characters lost steam by the end of the show. Yeah, they got like one line, Darcy. Yeah, oh, Darcy was. T- Darcy it was got one line. Going, bo- have fun in prison. Yeah, have or, fun yeah, in prison. Okay, now let's get to some of the clunky things. Two of the biggest ones to me were fucking fake Pietro is a working actor named Ralph Boner. So he's the Ralph that she's been he's talking the about. Ralph that she's Boner. been mentioning. His name is Boner. He's just some dude Boner. in the house, and he goes boner that's it that's what all this was about a boner joke 
I'm trying to figure this whole out, this whole thing out. So she, Agatha is is living with Boner. Boner. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now she's living with Boner this whole time. And it just so happens that the Boner is the same guy that Wanda either. So Wanda or Agatha creates the the, the fake Pietro or they, how does that happen? Boner looks like he happens to look like Evan Peters. There's a little bit of a disconnect there of why Wanda would think that was her brother. No, but I'm saying why why would Wanda choose that guy to be fake Pietro or or did Wanda, Agatha no, choose Wanda him to be fake Pietro? Agnes choose him. So Agnes controls fake Pietro, right? Yes. Right. The purple necklace. So she knows all the she knows all about Wanda, but then she doesn't know enough, so she has to go back into her memories in the next episode. Or like so she yeah, can that, puppet. That one doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's some, she, some she, of these she things can, fall apart when you so, think about yeah, it. So as soon as you start seeing the writing to me, I yeah. start seeing the writing, it's like I can't not see it. That, so. that one, I, I I will definitely agree with you. I mean, it was just Marvel trolling, but I was thinking back. First off, I was like, why would Wanda think this random guy is her brother? Yeah, that didn't make yeah. sense. So, but then I, I made up in my head, well, maybe she just thinks Pietro got reincarnated into this. Looks okay, like, fine, yeah. I'll go with it. But then once he's asking her questions, like, remember when we were kids yeah. and we you went to this? I'm like, how does Agnes know that? How does she know what, about when they were kids? That's a good point. What, so, like, things that happened. So it's either it's either either way it doesn't work. Either if Wanda, if this is just Wanda pulling this guy. Agnes could uh, read uh, Wanda's mind, maybe. No, because it's established what Rugs said that she needed to. Oh, she she needed Wanda to walk through, and walk through the Pop. past. Yeah. The history. Yeah, 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 So basically, okay, it's either either one thing or That's the other. It's either it's either Agatha is it, it, it pulled the strings and created fake Pietro Pietro yeah. <laughs> and controlled him but all of a sudden had this knowledge that she didn't have where did she get all this knowledge from or Wanda just called forth uh, somebody to be because she missed him and, and wanted to have him like, like she created the kids and everything like created someone to be a surrogate Pietro but then Wanda didn't create him. Th- then Agatha had nothing to do with it and why does it make it like she was behind it she wasn't so was and it why Agatha was she li- all along? Actually, and, wh- and and why was she living with that guy? Like <laughs> it's the guy that she so happens to be the guy that she's living with. Gets uh, that just was weird. Well, that's Boner. just convenient. Boner, Boner's there. I'm going to send him very, in. It's very there. very clunky. Okay, um, and how, so. possibly the most clunkiest, cartooniest shit that this ended up happening is with fucking director Hayward, who by the end of it, he just he gets arrested. He's going to ram them. He's shooting kids in the street. They should have given him a home? mustache to twirl. Oh, they, my they God. This guy got so fucking cartoony by the end of this. He, it was ridiculous. He was probably the weakest part, but I did hear a good point. At the end of the day, he was just trying. He was trying to save the town. Yeah, but they didn't make it. If they would have stayed was true he? to that. Yeah. Well, I, he he was he wanted to get the vision remade, and then he wanted to save the town. He wanted to do both. Both, yeah. He wanted to be the hero and get the vision. And, and, yeah. and get a weapon. But the thing is that they portrayed him as the bad guy the whole time, yeah, and then yeah, everyone else know. didn't like him either. Yeah. They should have portrayed him as the one guy that was actually doing the right thing, and that, that would have been sense. better. Yes, like the uh, righteous dude or something. Yeah. Well, I, I kept saying throughout our reviews, I was like, it's so obvious that he's the villain that he can't be the villain. Yeah, I was just like, he's too much of an ass. Like it's 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 they have to subvert our expectations because they it didn't. Would, it would have been a better contrast, don't you think? Absolutely. If, Why was Hayward tracking Vision at all if he had Vision this whole time and was rebuilding him? Why was he tracking Vision? Yeah, what is Project Cataract? You what was really, Cataract? What was what's the, the point, point of, of that? that? Well, yeah. look, I mean, he's making Project Cataracts for the old vision. Okay, but why is he tracking but, this vision inside? He can't help. I, because 
uh, here's my thought. It's because he's like, holy shit, there's another fucking it's vision. Another vision. I've been trying to create a vision, yes. oh. and there's another vision. Yeah, I can figure out how this I guy mean, I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't wrap my, rind, my, my mind around my rind. My rind. I, I couldn't wrap my mind around why Wanda was broadcasting That's it like a TV show. Question. That was yes. but, Why um, was she broadcasting? But, um... <laughs> It was her subconscious. Yeah, yeah sure. I guess. Uh, but why like, did I mean, it end when it ended? Yeah, because she like, got control of herself. Okay, but um, <laughs> I'll buy it. But yeah, the whole thing is that Darcy uh, finds out about the secret plan to find the vision, but he had the vision the whole time. Yeah. So it just—I was like, well, that's a weird secret project to have, like to have something that you're looking for something that you already have. Like that's a weird thing. I don't know. I, I felt like that was weird. Can I can I get into Imran yeah. what they had planned for the finale? Yes. Oh yeah, think, the, there was a they had problems with the finale, right? Something well, yeah. Happened. So COVID really s- screwed with their timeline. Originally, this was supposed to be like I think the second MCU yep, show release. Yep. After so Winter Soldier, they originally wanted to do three episodes. The first three released the same day. Okay. But the, but that would have pushed everything up a week. Right. And they were just finishing up the last episode. Yes. Two weeks before it aired, they finished this episode. And so uh, we can talk about that. Matt Shackman went on Fat Man Beyond. And I I watched all of it today and revealed a bunch of things and how the pandemic shutdown affected the show uh, in some substantial ways, more than we thought. But they had finished shooting March 2020, just in time for everything to shut down. But that meant they can't go back for reshoots. So you'll notice there's some kind of weird editing and CGI stuff in this episode because they were literally cutting it together Fishing two weeks it. before it aired. Yeah, and the the final episode was supposed to have like a bigger like an ending where while they were fighting outside, what's his name, Monica Rambo, her name, Monica Rambo, the kids, right, Darcy. Darcy, were supposed to go into the basement to like. I forget what they were supposed the to do. Steal the Darkhold from Agatha. Steal the Darkhold, yeah. right. And the rabbit yes. was supposed to be some sort of demon that they were going to fight with. <laughs> he said the rabbit was going to American werewolf in London type turn into a demon. Uh, they said they, he said he shot this, but they didn't have time for the visual effects. Yeah, everything's everything's filmed. They just, yeah. Other interesting ready. things. He said Monica had a bigger role in some of the versions. A, a lot have helped. A lot yeah. was left on the cutting room floor. There was crunch time at the end. They were constantly changing and rewriting things. Uh, he said at one point they had 10 episodes planned and they ended up collapsing a couple just to make the rhythm work better. Uh, it also seems the engineer, the aerospace engineer's tease was 100% intended, but then... They got worried when they, people started suddenly saying they were expecting Reed Richards to show up. And they were like, oh, fuck. So some of these things were unintended. Like the kick-ass reference he said was unintended. The engineer tease was intended. And this is why Darcy only has one line in the finale. Because they had to finalize things post-lockdown. They couldn't put things together as well as they had to. So working with what they had still... Fucking pretty amazing product. It, it makes sense when you hear that. Like, yes. How some of the things wrapped up and you're like, wait a minute. Like, what happened to this? That's all. Yeah. What happened? You to built this up thing? a couple of these characters throughout the entire show and that's they it. Get nothing in the end. Yeah. But uh, it's just the circumstance. So, okay. Post credit scene. Number one, Nick Fury sends a scroll, which is probably Monica's friend from Captain Marvel, the little scroll to uh, tell Monica that, a friend of your mother's wants to meet you up in space. Obviously, this is Nick Fury, and she looks up, and uh, this clearly sets up Captain Marvel 2 and maybe Secret Invasion a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think of this post credit scene? Where I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm done theorizing. Again. Yeah, a lot of it's gonna confuse you, bastards. Um, you can't do that anymore. No, no we can't do it. I, I mean, obviously, um, she's going to be part of sword up in the up in the sky, yeah, up, sky in the, up in the outer space. Yeah. Um, I was glad. Cool. I was glad to see a scroll. I was like, yeah, I, didn't think I knew there was gonna be a scroll in this. <laughs> well, there's gonna be more. We've been seeing some scrolls, yeah. like you know. In a lot of these yeah. movies, so Spider-Man, you saw one too. Yeah, there's gonna be scrolls, and then the second post-credit scene this episode gave us two. We catch up with Wanda. It's an amazing one flying shot, one shot take going through secluded mountains and lakes, and you see this cabin, and she's sitting there drinking tea, and then the camera goes past her. She goes inside, turns to the right, and you see her astral projecting herself. Studying the fucking dark hole. Geek boner. Holy shit. You got to imagine Dr. Strange is not going to enjoy this. Why hasn't he sensed any of this? But this is also just like Dr. Strange was doing in his movie where he had an astral self and he's fucking studying everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it puts her, as I've been saying, it puts her in a spot where she's kind of a wild card now. And I think that makes her character a lot more interesting. And I hope um, Dr. Strange picks up on that. And I, I, it's one of the aspects I enjoy about this version of storytelling where it's like some things get closed, yeah. but like the comics, some things got to be left open. So it's just another piece in the ongoing story. That's great. That's what we'll see here next. You got to think like strange. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Wanda, what are you doing? Yeah. Let's talk. Well, also keep in mind, I saw this on a video somewhere. Dr. Strange and Wanda, although they might know of each they other, never really talked. they've never really, they've never met no, in the films. They barely interacted. There's lots of characters that still, have so not he interacted. might not sense her because uh, he just isn't really all that yeah, aware but of her. Yeah, fucking Agatha Harkness sensed this fucking hex, and yeah, he didn't. She, that's true. So I, that's what happened, right? She created the projection, yeah, and, and, then and then Agatha felt it, it and then it. showed up there. Why didn't fucking Strange? She's also four hundred years She's old. She's very old, yeah. and and but, um, Wanda may be stronger. She's stronger than Strange, so this is going to be of, interesting. One of the things I thought that was neat, but it's Ooh, only yeah. only if you kind of you know do the work yourself which I think it should have had a little bit more explanation was I feel like Wanda was able to do the runes because she at, at, went inside Agatha's mind well, to do but, that, but, that. But, but Agatha show, showed her the trick. She learned it. She's like, hey, runes, only the witch, the, the cast can spell. Yeah, but she, how does she know what runes are? She just sees them and just remembers them, photo, you know, like, and then just does the same thing. I did thing, like or? one detail, if you notice, when she's fighting Agatha, she is almost deliberately missing she's her missing, and hitting yeah. the wall, setting up the runes. I was like, That's, oh. That was all great. So I'm great. thinking, I'm, I'm sitting there like, how do I justify this, that Wanda figured out how to do runes? And I said, well, she went inside her head. Mm-hmm. And once she does that, maybe she can poke around in there and learn from sure. her from there. Yeah, you have to do the mental gymnastics on that one to make it work. Yeah, but so I, I think that, that you could do that there, and, I, and that one gets a pass from me. Well, that was a great Easter egg where Wanda slips up behind her and does the wiggly woos like she did in Age of Ultron. But then it <laughs> the fucking backfires woos. on her, sort of. And they, there was creepy fucking animated corpses of witches. Do you think they needed that scene? I It's interesting why they had that scene because all that happened was Agatha continued to say, give me... Well, she, she this is where she makes the deal. She goes, give me your power and I'll fix this spell. You can stay here with your family. And she was lying, of course. But I maybe... How I do don't you know, know that? Because later she goes... That deal I made you, I can't change it. Sorry, only the witch can fix it. She tells her that I fucking lied to you. I just wanted your power. No. She says it. She does say that. Yeah. I would have actually liked, again, I liked what I saw on screen, but I think 
in retrospect, I think they should have even gone more weird and had them fighting each other within their minds. Oh, that'd have been like cool. Going deep within like history and stuff and fighting each other on different uh, memories they oh, had. Oh, fuck I think through that the been, memories they were fighting right. would have been kind of interesting. Because that, you know, that was like the memory of her getting uh, uh, Salem witch trials. Yeah. So they could have like jumped through Wanda's yeah. history and fought. Well, like, and, yeah, they could have fought in Sokovia when yeah, they were kids, yeah, yeah. like she was a kid and stuff. Oh, that would have been cool. Another thing they could have done is simply... Maybe it wouldn't work narratively. Switch the antagonist protagonist because they end up doing the thing they always do. It's vision versus vision and witch versus fucking witch, right? They always end yeah. up doing this. Maybe they could have done like, hey, let's tag and trade off and I'll take care of her. You take care of him. I don't know. That could have been cool. That would be cool. I like when I like when different people's powers interact. It's a lot more interesting, but they always do. The Ant-Man's going to fight the other shrinky guy and they're going to fight that same fucking person that's themselves. Uh, a couple of fun Easter eggs, a uh, lot of Wizard of Oz references, uh, and the whole show is kind of, if you think of Agatha, she is the Wicked Witch of the West. She killed her, their dog. The boots under the car is just like Wizard of Oz. And then you see on the theater, Marquee, the Oz the Great and Powerful is playing, which is a movie directed by Sam Raimi, who is doing Doctor Strange 2. So I like how they connected all that. I like White Vision coming out of the fire like the fucking Terminator. That was great. <laughs> that was a great little lot. Uh, the Incredibles pose we talked about. Uh, her accent returns as soon as uh, she defeats Agatha. Uh, and a boner joke, Matt Shackman confirmed, is a reference to Growing Pains. <laughs> the, it was wow. Richard Stabone and Mike Seaver goes, I'm going to call you Boner. And that was his nickname because Shackman starred in Growing Pains and on Just the Ten of Us and a bunch of 80s sitcoms as a child actor. Boner. Boner. The guy has a kind of interesting career. He's directed episodes of Game of Thrones. He's done big action stuff. He's acted as a kid on sitcoms. He knows his sitcoms. He knows action. Like the perfect project for him. I think he did a really good job bringing everything together. Here's some other uh, nitpicky red herring things. What about all those fucking references to the devil that amounted to nothing? Yeah, well, what's her name? Dottie? I thought that she was going to have some... Agatha they says made, Dottie is the key to everything in Westview, that it was yeah. not true. Yeah, and then they just drop her like a hot coal, like in the, ne- the rest of the show. Well, uh, yeah, Marvel brought that one on themselves, too, because they did all the pictures, remember? Yes. And Dottie and Agatha were the only ones that they, they didn't They should have put Dottie's fucking picture out there. Yeah. The people in the commercials were not her parents. They were just two other fucking people from Westview. That she right. decided are actors in the commercials. That one made me very happy that it was, it was nothing, nothing because, <laughs> because you were so you were freaking out every week about what the commercials mean. Yeah. So I just like that it mean, meant nothing and you you wasted all that energy. I know, but <laughs> we didn't waste energy on one thing that they we all knew. Well, the hardcore people we all knew Agnes was Agatha right from the beginning. Yeah, that wasn't a big thing. It we figured that out right thing. away. So like, you give her the red herring of. Oh, she's play like in the Halloween episode. Like, but what was- but keep in mind how many people read. No, like, how many people know who Agatha yeah, Harkness is from the small, comics? Well, a small percentage of the viewers. Probably. It's just because we talk yeah. about this all the time. If you watch the screen rant, uh, the the one where they do the movie, the pitch, screen pitch for WandaVision is hilarious. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's on it's our hilarious. Facebook group, listeners. It's like the guy says, "Oh, there's gonna be a guy named Agnes," blah, 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 and he like looks up on the phone, Agatha Harkness. Harkness, yeah. I figured it out already. He's like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> you're not supposed to figure that out yet. That's yeah. for later." Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I, I have to. Those are always yeah. funny. They they do. A really good job with the pitch meetings. That, oh, that pitch meeting is fantastic. I, m- 
who the fuck was was Jimmy looking for? It was a witness protection, okay, right? Let's get into questions. Who was Jimmy Woo looking for witness protection? Was it Ralph Boner? Doesn't, doesn't matter. They just wanted Jimmy Woo there. Where did White Vision go? I think we kind of talked about that. But we talked about that, where, yeah. where do you think he'll show up next? And maybe in Ant Man three? What movie does he show up? Uh, I'd say multiverse. Oh, you think he'll be in Doctor Strange? I think it's potentially. Okay, wait. Here's a question. Uh, Wanda traps Agatha by trapping her as the nosy neighbor from a 50 sitcom. She goes, I'm going to trap you here, give you the role you wanted. But if the hex is gone, where is she? Where is she trapped in? <laughs> what is she trapped in? And will we see her again in and Doctor that, Strange? that negates what she said. If there's no hex, she can't have vision in her kids, right? So how could she have Agatha or Agnes without the hex? I thought it was just an individual. Spell. It could be. Agnes could be walking around thinking she's in a 50s thing when nobody else is. It's possible. Right. Well, here's right. another question. At the end, when she was walking through the town and everyone's giving her the fucking dirty look, do you think those people remember what the fuck happened? Of course. Absolutely. They, they remember all of it. Absolutely. That's why they're giving her That's a dirty why they're look. That's why they're giving her a dirty look. Okay. I, but they didn't like. You have a question in here, too, about Agatha. They just didn't just like the- her clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her, hoodie, her hoodie was just not on brand. Agatha, we're definitely seeing Agatha yeah. again. That's why they. She's like, well, we'll meet again. Well, I'm all they. Agatha's going to turn into her, like, her mentor, probably. Yeah, her uh, unlikely mentor. Because she goes, you're going to need my help, and Wanda's like, well, if I do, I know where to find you. And then she goes, zap, right. and she'll be right there the whole time. When she was walking by, the people of Westview, I was surprised they didn't just fucking mob her. Like she's going to get away with this. Well, they can she's see what she could do. They see yeah, that so she's they can't, pretty fucking they don't powerful. Fuck with her. She tried choking them all out. With the, by not even do, touching yeah, them, but just accidentally. Anybody Ooh. know why she her hands turned black and stuff like well, that? She was getting sapped of her yeah. of her powers, like Ag slowly getting yeah, sapped. Agatha yeah. was drinking her magic, but then the ruins for some reason. See, it's a little convenient. The ruins for some reason recharged her, recharged her, and because she was a floating well, what husk. She, what she did. Was what before the runes she was getting sucked yeah, out. She's getting sucked. And when she, <laughs> when she put the runes, I think she was playing into the fact that she was getting her magic taken away, and then she takes it all back. Yeah, and her magic plus takes some of. Agatha's yeah, she magic. took the That's purple she magic too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becomes the Scarlet Witch. So she is she is she now the next or the big bad? Is she the most powerful? I hope in so. the MCU. I hope I hope they I hope they they keep her in a in a weird spot. Yeah. Because she can't, like, you can't bring her back on, on the Avengers right now. No, she is alone. She needs. She's morally, morally terrible. I mean, that's just a terrible thing. Well, she's I'm done. sure it, it, uh, it goes against all the Sokovia Accords. Are those still a thing? Is that still active? Because this definitely probably goes against. Oh, yeah. It's huge. The Sokovia. Well, I mean, did anyone die? That's the oh, first question. Good question. Technically, no. They weren't real, were they? Trying to think if anyone Did died. anyone actually died. Dog anyone died. died. Yeah, but that dog, dog could have been made up of magic. The kids could have made him, or maybe it was a dog that lived there. I don't know. The dog did. Agatha didn't die. Well, listen, uh, no. I, none, of, none of these guys uh, that came in died. These uh, these sword people. No, when would they? Mm, like what so. happened? No, everything's down. The hexes. Everyone's free. Uh, it's like that's true. I don't think anyone died. No, no actual. No. It's up the witches back in the 60s. Yes, all her her mom. Yeah. Agatha so no one says, died. No one died. Okay. Except for a dog, maybe. Good point. Except for a dog. <laughs> and then Paul Bettany did troll every, everyone saying the cameo he was talking about was himself. <laughs> Boo. Boo. 
Lame. Yeah, he got to play against himself. He's like someone I've been wanting to act against. He's a great with. actor. He is. He's fucking, he's a good actor. He did great in this side. Uh, and overall, dude, I loved learning more, spending time with these characters. Like I said last week, it's definitely shot Wanda up into a top tier character that I want to, I need to know what happens to her. I'm totally invested in in her now that they fleshed out this fucking story. Let's- I still don't understand the romance between the both of them. I still don't understand the fact that to me, I feel like that the chemistry, I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I, I never got it in the comics either to be, be honest with you, but even, even where it get, I get it less in, they're both in like actual- isolated people that people, they think no one else can understand. Right. I don't know. His lack of, of humanness is something she can relate to. I don't know. He can, yeah, and I interpret it as like he can, because because she's so alone, he's one of the only ones that can understand her because he's never known anything but being alone. So they bond on that level. I mean, it's weird. It's still at the end of the day, it's a fucking it's a robot, robot and a witch. A, yeah. Does he have a penis? A witch. Yeah. Well, she probably. You know, know what? She probably gave him one. She made him. She made him from scratch. She probably well, no, ultra. Well, yeah, she made him from scratch, so she could probably conditional could, vision. Probably big, yes, she probably put a, a really. Well, she made she yeah, yeah, she had magic babies, so yeah, those babies are coming the, back. Though. The best take I've ever heard on this was on Twitter, which someone said, uh, "WandaVision, a story of a woman who's met her vibrators broken." <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and that's what basically the vision what is about a the, giant vibrator. The, the Sean memes. Have you seen those where he's got a gold chain on and that turtleneck, and he's just oh, yeah. swag, and it's like he's <laughs> Sean, fucking the hilarious. Green, the green turtleneck. <laughs> that just shows you the meme. The meme work with the show just tells you how ingrained this yeah. thing got. All right, let's wrap it up. Overall thoughts, maybe rank. You tell me your favorite what episode. We, what are we ranking it with? And then give it a score. I would just what are we tell ranking me, it. Uh, we have nothing to rank it with. This was the me, first Marvel show. Yeah. Tell me what what was your favorite episode and what you would give the show overall. Anthony, you go first. Okay. Overall, I mean, you you heard it. I was in the bag for the show this entire time. It never never lost me. I enjoyed everything. Um. At the end of the day, I, I enjoyed what it what it tried to be and what it was, and I enjoyed that they kind of took a risk in the beginning with the uh, with the with the TV yeah. show stuff. Like that's not really in the comics; they just decided to do that. And for me, it worked along with the character development that they gave Wanda and, and the the love that they showed between the the two characters, Wanda and Vision. So overall, uh, my favorite episode at the end of the day it was a it was all for naught, but I still. Just love the buzz after that. I think there's the fourth episode. Oh, when fake Pietro shows oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the, the amount of buzz and talk around that show. I had people oh, texting shit. me yeah. that I never knew even watched Marvel <laughs> that were going, "Why? I don't get Who's it. this guy? The Fox? Yeah, like is the Fox guy? What? What? What's he doing there? So it was the amount of buzz for something that's a comic book property. I just at the end of the day, I I always yeah. enjoy when comic book properties are doing really well. So. That was fun. Overall, the show, 8.5 out of 10. Ah. I really enjoyed it. Right on, Rugs. You want to go next? Can't wait for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. that's It's a great setup for Winter Soldier. We're doing the same uh, thing weekly. We're going to do weekly, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Rugs. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I uh, Listen, I thank the show for giving me something to talk about every week. Um, I enjoyed the whole theorizing. I enjoyed the whole... Um, kind of watching the show and then watching it again to see what I could pick up on and listening to Imran's thousand Easter eggs and all that awful <laughs> shit every week. Only a hundred. 
Um, so uh, I, I, it was it, it made a nice experience overall. Um, I felt the the actual show I always felt was a little bit lacking for me. I got I got into it as it went along, but then there's a certain point where I figured out. I think I'm. I think one of the the thing that kind of started it was that whole leftover magic on the on that that drone, right? And as soon as that started to happen, I was like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "Oh no!" They're not really ahead of me. They're uh-huh. like way not ahead of me. And then I started to look. And then as soon as that that happens, and I start to look, and I start to like peel stuff back, you know, it, it kind of starts to degrade for me as far, my enjoyment starts to go down. So. Um, I was in the bag for it. I liked it, and I, I kind of knew. I'm like, this is gonna, this they're not gonna have enough to wrap this up. And so, even though I was having a good time with it for most of it, there was a, towards the last three episodes, I knew that we were going to kind of end in a way that was not going to like really do the show justice that it needed to have. But with that said, they did a pretty good job, and I did enjoy it, and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine, and it. It was completely competent, and uh, the quality of Marvel was there in in certain spots. Um, it, it did come so um, overall good. I uh, you know it wasn't an A; it was more like Give me a number. B. Give me a number. Uh, I'm gonna say like a seven. Okay. Uh, yeah. Was the 250 million dollars there? I think it kind of was. At the last episode, yeah, you saw a lot of CG. I will also thank Marvel for giving us just an amazing shared geek experience. Geek boner. Every week. What a fucking joy. And the show did what it needed to do is spend time, flush out Wanda vision. I love getting to know them. It was a lot of fun. Was it a little clunky at times? Maybe. Yeah. There's, but, but it's nowhere. I know people are. Saying it had Game of Thrones season eight vibes, it's nowhere near. No, no, that bad. But I can see how you could say that. It's you know, when was that Daenerys when she turns evil for no yes, reason? All, all yeah, there was nothing like that. There was nothing like that. I just think pretty, it needed it, more time. Yes, yeah. yeah, and it didn't have. Oh, well, that, never mind. That's, that's <laughs> no, I'm just saying. There's people say that, and I was like, oh, I can see where you're going, but man, don't stop reading the internet. Yeah, fuck the internet. This is an amazing <laughs> creative. Fresh, different, fucking exciting thing they gave up, gave us. I loved it. Uh, I will give it an eight point five. Also, and I can't wait for Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is now we're getting a completely different espionage spy thriller with fucking more action. Obviously, it's got to be. I mean, it's not going to be as yeah. small and intimate as this. Maybe a little bit bigger. So, fuck, I can't wait. Well, here, here's the thing, too. Real quick, just a quick point on. Marvel doing the show and it being, for all accounts, it looks like it was pretty. It's successful a successful overall. experiment. First time out. If they're able to continue this, they've now basically just taken over everything in terms of like pop culture yeah. conversation. Yeah. They'll be in the conversation every week. You know, when when they did the movies, it was at, at most four movies yeah. a year. So you had maybe like a week or two of buzz around yep. each, at so eight weeks. But now, potentially, they could be in the conversation for 40, 45 weeks year. out of Absolutely. the year. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Geek and between this and Star Wars, like they're just going to rule everything. See, one of the things I really like about this show and this whole idea of Disney on TV is that they don't have to do these gigantic, big superhero things. They can do these kind of unique yep. things. Yep. And they can kind of explore a lot of different things that are you know, not necessarily... You know, people punching each other. But, mm-hmm. 
so I'm excited to see what that brings. Like, cause it, um, it did make people kind of dig into the Marvel, Marvel universe. Yeah. Like people were sitting there looking stuff people up were and rebuying <laughs> fucking Avengers comic books and buying yeah. house of M and shit and reading that shit. There's tons of stuff to mine. And the, the, tons of the stuff. projects they picked for the TV are amazing. And they make so much sense. If you think about Loki and Miss Marvel and she Hulk and Hawkeye, like just perfect, perfect little filling in these things on the side. And then you have the larger movies flying through this. So good, man. They're gonna, they're, this year is going to be crazy. There's so much more coming. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. My butthole was open. Uh, It was an open butthole? Oh, my God. (laughs) Wide open. Uh, We got lots of great comments from our listeners about the final episode. I didn't say what my favorite episode was. And I honestly, I think that the episode eight, the one before last week's going through Wanda's memories, uh, that whole sequence where she goes to get the vision to the end. I, I think that's my favorite episode. That one is just like, it was just paced well. It had everything and you learned so much shit and it was emotional. And then still you had, oh shit. Oh shit. So that was my favorite. Daryl K says, really surprised how well the show wrapped up in 40 minutes. I knew it would be a lot of setup, but I didn't expect that much conclusion. I do think that the hero goes off to a cabin in the woods thing. Could have used a couple of minutes of setup in order to work better. Maybe. Sure. She's there. Lisa Morrison says, good episode. I thought quality-wise, last week was their best one, but this wrapped up enough to leave me not totally frustrated, but still left a lot hanging. Love when she went full Scarlet Witch. I cried when she had to let everyone go again. And while I might be in the minority here, I'm glad there weren't any big cameos or huge. It was Mephisto all along reveals. And I love the more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme line. I feel sad, though it's over. I'm also sad it's over. Nate Casimiro, who's on last week... Uh, not everybody loved this. Nate goes, I thought it was just okay, perhaps even disappointing. I think I wanted something more than a witch off that mostly involved flying and energy handballs or vision outsmarting his programming. Wanda and vision both using a trick to win a fight made me lose faith in the depth of trauma. We have been led to believe there was closure, but it felt to me like a lack of consequences or even struggle despite self-identity crisis and the inevitability of loss also monica rambo deserved a better role in this ending at well oh i agree 100%. well and a lot of that we discussed why that happened uh because of the pandemic and uh nobody died so the lack of consequence rings true also kate theum says was really hoping vanilla vision would have a hybrid voice of spader and betney oh shit he did not just a little voice distortion Dion Robertson says, I really wanted to see Monica kick some ass. She saved the kids, but they really didn't need saving. So that was a wasted opportunity. I felt it would have got me more excited for the secret wars or secret invasion. Probably he meant set up again. There, Monica was going to do more and they didn't have time. Lenny Romero lensations. The lensations. Dude, shout out to the lensations. Oh, shit. 
He says, I'm a bit underwhelmed by the finale, but I think that's on me. I might have theorized too much and inevitably set too many high expectations for this show. However, I still believe it's a great show. See, Lenny can own up to, yeah, we did it to ourselves. We shouldn't be mad that they didn't deliver stuff they never promised. That's all. Uh, and then I have a, a comment. <laughs> the laugh at his own. No comment. I have a comment. Uh, Wes Cranford sent me a message on Facebook Messenger. He said, hey, I'm listening to Mostly Superheroes, the episode you went on, Anthony. Nice. At the moment. And I got to say, he says, your commercial for Jock and Nerd is hilarious. You should play it for us. Also, please note my proper use of punctuation. Yes, well punctuated, Wes Cranford. And I realized we have this great promo that we sent out for other podcasters and podcasters if you want you can get it we'll play yours but our listeners haven't heard it and actually a lot it's pretty good should we play it for them they've heard it no i don't think i've heard uh, it. see apparently not here is so there's a two 30 seconds promo and a one minute promo i'm gonna play the full one minute promo it is really funny i am proud of it you've heard others but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran. So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony. Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the same Connor as, was as, the as Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money. Just give us the money. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who said that? Never said that. You've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. It can't be silly, goofy fun. Seriously, people really listen to this. Uh. Jock and Nerd! <laughs> the uh. The uh is my best. That's the best part i i have heard that but it, it is good i it's dude to stroke ourselves up too much but listen the, the, the epic voice guys epic voice guy great voice. john bailey and uh shout out to seth morgan who helped produce this and get all the clips and uh help me put it together and it's it's pretty funny and people hear it on other shows so if you're listening and you are a podcaster and you need some promos you want some promotion send yours over email show at jockinair.com and i will reply with this, or you can go on our website. It's right on the fucking homepage. Just download it. Use it in your show, listener. If you have a show. If not, just put it on repeat on your Alexa. I don't know. Fucking just have it on there. <laughs> uh, and that will take us to what are we watching, fellas? I know there's uh, one thing me and Rugs both watched, and I have some thoughts. I haven't watched it yet, so. Oh, I am don't talking full about. spoiler. I won't. No spoilers. Coming to America, the sequel to coming to America, if that makes <laughs> right. any sense. Number two on Amazon uh, Prime release. Rugs, you watched this? Yes, I did. Uh, what did you think? You want to start? Uh, I laughed at some of did it. You? And some of it I did not laugh at. Did it. you? Yes. <laughs> you hated it, huh, uh, Imran? I'm going to say Floppy John. It's a little disappointing. Yeah. First of all, it's PG-13. Wait, wait. But before you get into why it was disappointing, has there ever been a good sequel that was released to a comedy like years later? 
well, yes. Bill and Ted. I will Dumb rank, and Dumber. They're all bad. No, no, but but this year and last year, there has been a, a bunch, a group of these uh, movies that have come back after 14, 20, 30 years, and they all kind of do the same thing, and there's definitely a standard and a ranking. I can give you the quick ranking mm-hmm. later. Some have uh, more successful than others, but yes, the idea to make something 35 years later and still have it try to comedies, comedy, specifically comedies. Yes. They've, they've and, done, they haven't, there's not a good track record. For this. And the fact that the original was R rated and this is PG 13 and try to capture something from that first movie. This is very fucking hard and near impossible to do. And this thing doesn't even get close. Like it's the same wow. movie as the first movie. It's exactly the same fucking movie. It doesn't add anything. Just watch the first movie again. <laughs> it's way more enjoyable. Well, it's there's a lot more cursing and there's a lot more of like you know it's 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 a amazing. Coming to America is fucking an incredible movie. <laughs> it is. I can watch it, it a thousand times. It is an eighties right? classic. This movie. It was nice to see Eddie Murphy. The cast is great. It was great to see. It was all these nice people. to see like every single like prominent black Wesley actor Snipes, in this. Morgan Freeman. You got uh, James like, having Jones. fun. Yeah. So I had fun with it for that. Now, if I look at it as a film, I don't want to talk so about forgettable. it. It's so forgettable. It's all just nostalgia and callbacks to the first movie, and that's it. It's forgettable. I, my mom but it's had fun. it on, and I walked by, and there, there was one point where they're in the barber shop. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy as the barber goes, yeah. nowadays, something he goes something along the lines of, nowadays, they can take your dick and turn it into a <laughs> vagina. That's real nice. Yeah, that's real nice. I heard that line. I started laughing, and I'm like, I can't wait to watch Dude, this The movie. barbershop bits are the best thing in the movie. The rest of it is- How are the guys still alive? Yeah, they're very old. Even the, white, <laughs> the old white dude that Eddie Murphy plays, he's still sitting there. I, I remember mentioning that. I was like, those yeah. guys were supposedly really old. 30, 40 years ago. They're the same, they look the same age. <laughs> like they must be like 90 years old there. <laughs> they're, they're the same. But those guys are funny. They're like, what's up, Kunta Kinte? Every time he walks in. Uh, but those, honestly, those guys, it's the funniest shit in the movie. So it's it's not good, huh? It's, not, it's, like, it's all right. It's disappointing. It's, listen, if you're going to watch it for the like nostalgia. That's the only and, reason to watch And it. to see like Eddie Murphy and Arsenio having fun and Wesley Snipes. All kind of, they're all having like a ball. They are having yeah. fun in this movie, yes. And, you know, fucking Tracy Morgan, that's on Need I Say More. Yeah. That guy could like do anything and be funny. And Wesley like Snipes is Morgan. funny in this. He's got some good Yeah, life. so I'm gonna watch. You, you'll enjoy yourself, but is it uh, to even put it on the same shelf? No. As coming to America, yeah. the original, it's not even close. A better movie by the same director and Eddie Murphy is My Name is Dolomite. That was on Netflix. That movie is fucking fantastic. Same director. This one is just like a walk through nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. And it's fine. Okay, here. So you know. here's my ranking. Here, All these movies have done the same shit. You have uh, the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Uh, you have Bill and Ted face the music. You have Borat subsequent movie film. You have this movie. All of four of these movies deal with movies from 30 years ago, and then you Wait, introduce one more time. Uh, uh, Borat. Ke- uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Kevin Smith introduces his daughters. Ke- uh, Bill and Ted face the music introduces their daughters. Borat introduces his daughter, and Coming to America introduces his daughters and a son. That he has in America. And they, remember we were like, how did he get a son? They explained that. It's kind of funny, actually, that part. Leslie Jones is great. But all these movies doing the same thing. Heavy nostalgia. Here's the kids for the next generation. I will say the worst of these is maybe coming to America. 
then the Kevin Smith movie, then Bill and Ted, and the best one is Borat. He 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 was able to succeed most with, but and that's an R-rated movie. But that's the ranking, yeah. and these are they're all. I would agree with that. That's that's how it goes. So, well, Borat, he's not really making a real movie. I mean, it is and it isn't, but it's the same <laughs> idea. It's a, know, yeah, it's the same idea, but it's not. Same guy, uh, 15 years later, and he's got a daughter now, and it's got to be about his daughter. That's like all of these movies are the same fucking thing. Uh, uh, Ruggs, you got anything else you watched? I know you watched a couple oh, of things. I watched a fucking ass load of stuff. Um, I wa- uh, Dread is on Hulu. Wait, that's the Carl it, Urban one? The Carl Urban one, if you one, haven't actually. seen it. It's, it's a very small movie. Very tight movie. It, the ending's a little bit uh, not not the biggest ending. I but like that dread. Still, still a good movie. Yeah, I like All that right? dread. Still a solid film. Um, doesn't really do like amazing hoops, but it's just a good solid little film to watch. Um, I watched um, Boss Level on Hulu, Ooh, which is, is a, which is a movie that's a ripoff of that the Tom Cruise movie, the one where he Edge wakes up tomorrow. every. Yeah, it's basically Edge of Tomorrow, but with uh, with uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Joe uh, Grillo, Frank Grillo, Steve, Steve, yeah, Frank Grillo, Steve Grillo, Steve Grillo, Fra- Frank, Frank Grillo, Crossbones. <laughs> yeah, Frank Grillo is this guy who is reliving the same day over and over again. He's trying to figure oh. out what the fuck's going oh, on. Oh, I like these movies, but it's like okay, it's a complete ripoff of the of of this Tom Cruise movie, but. Frank Grillo has some of the best lines yeah. and the way he plays his character. I was fucking howling, just laughing because it was just like, he's a huge douchebag. <laughs> and it's great. Doing that well, yeah. So, um, is, is it a good movie? No, no? but I fucking enjoyed it. No, I, I mean, there's some fucking funny shit. You should check it out. Joe Henry commented. Oh. He watched this film this weekend. Boss level. He said he would recommend highly. Recommend. Yeah. I mean, look, everyone that I've talked to that has seen it has enjoyed it to some degree. I'm going to check it out. I love so, the time travel day. So, do the day so, over. Uh, yeah. You'll probably laugh your ass off because it's got like a lot of that like like asshole humor in it. Yeah. It's just uh, like Future Man. It's very asshole. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. And I like that too. Yeah. Um, and I also watched Pacific Rim the Black, oh, which is the new that? series yeah. on Netflix. Uh, it's CG. It's a CG um, continuation of the Pacific Rim story. Uh, it's about two kids that are stranded when their parents leave. Their parents take off on a they're, they're your Jaeger pilots and they take off to like fight the monsters and they don't come back and they're just stuck in this like kind of commune. And uh, they happen upon a training Jaeger that has no weapons and they decide to take it out into into the black and, um, you know, try and find their parents. And uh I enjoyed it a lot. I think, and I, I wish they had almost only seven episodes, seven and a half hour episodes. Yeah, yeah. So I wish there was more. I'm wow. like, what? Wow. I want more. But um, it was like not groundbreaking or earth shattering, but it was just solid. It wasn't like the Godzilla anime that came out that was just like so fucking boring and it didn't do anything. And it was just like, yeah, there's action in it, and there's fucking you know, there's there's definitely characters that. You could either get attached to it or not. So I, got, it, I have to give this another chance. I tried to watch this in the worst possible situation. Like it was late at night and I was trying to fall asleep. And then I was like, oh, this is the black. Let me watch it on my phone in bed in the dark. Right. And then the animation started and it was so intense that like my eyes glazed over. I was like, oh, God, I can't watch this right now. I don't know what's happening. I don't what think that had anything to do with the time. You were I don't watching know what it. was happening. I was I like, what are those was, lights? I don't I, think that was the time. I think like, you, you had something else going on. Bro, don't, probably, don't put the time on. I was probably as, coming down on something but i was like oh my god what is all this this is intense i don't know what's i I can't watch this 
<laughs> I watched it at night and fell asleep, and then I I woke up the next morning and I'm like I'm, I'm gonna fucking watch this. Yeah. I drank a cup of coffee and I watched it. And then it may give you seizures, listener. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. And the last thing that I watched, what was that? No, we talked about That's it. Everything. Yeah. yeah, Anthony, what do you got? Well, besides the things that I review for Patreon yes. every week, I did watch the Critics' Choice Awards. Oh, did you? The other night, uh, I was on Sunday night. That was uh, interesting. Uh, we kind of know now who like the not the front runners are for like Best Picture, Best Director, Snowmadland, all this the way. This is usually traditionally what it ends up the Oscars nominate the same. It's way. Just another like decent indicator, but um, still don't know anything about Best Supporting Actress or Best Actress. They got had different winners than the Golden Globes. Um, I, think, I am uh, surprised that you are watching something you gave fucking no shits yeah, about yeah, very recently. Oh, yeah. shit. Wow. Yeah, no, the Critics' crazy. Choice Awards, Anthony? What was the other one you watched? The Producers' well, Guild? And then t- so then today, Monday, March 8th, they released the Producers' Guild Award nominations. nominations. And it was pretty interesting. I, I got really pumped about that. <laughs> okay. Do you have spreadsheets comparing all this? Well, how is this shaking out? I think I might have to. Oh, fuck. Uh, they released 10 Best Picture nominees, and I wanted to go over them just okay. really quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me just actually. The link's in the I, show notes, by the I, way. I see that. I was going to do this off of memory, and I will not. No, it's right but, there. Uh, I did all the work for you. So Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ah. Mank. Uh-huh. Minari. Uh-huh. Nomadland. N. One Night in Miami. Promising Young Woman, and then here are the three kind of like, well, here, Sound of Metal, yes. which is very exciting. Yeah. This means it has a good shot. Judas and the Black Messiah, very nice. exciting. And the, the last one was kind of a shocker. Borat 2 got nominated oh, for Best Picture it from the It fucking deserves it. I'm so happy. I hope uh, Maria Bakalova gets some kind of recognition. But She won the Best Supporting at Christmas. Oh, she did get it. She did. Yeah. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom surprisingly snubbed at the Globes, right? Didn't even get a thing. Uh, I don't remember. I thought the they Globes. didn't. But no, this, they got stuff. These are 10. Uh, honestly, these are 10 fucking solid movies right here. Yeah, you know, they always pick a... I've done some research. Producers Guild always does, like, a comedy. So they yeah, threw in Borat. Throw in there, yeah. Personally, I think Palm Springs is a better comedy than Borat. <laughs> oh, really? You think so? Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I don't think... I, I, when we reviewed it, I was like, Borat, this isn't like a real yeah, But film. Borat is, like, so more relevant and more been zeitgeisty and the things that were happening. Yeah. And there's yeah, a commentary. Palm Springs, was, Palm Springs was brilliantly written. Palm yeah. Springs is Palm very Springs good Palm Springs is as much... And Borat's just a bunch of skits stitched together. It kind of is. It's a candid camera show, just extended. But it, what it is, whatever, whatever it is, I, I was just like, oh, Borat made it here. That's, That's great. I mean, he's going to get stuff for this and Trial of Chicago 7, of course. Trial of Chicago 7 is not... Is that in this list? It is. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. This trial is so two bo- movies with so Borat. The, the in snubs there. for this list, if anyone's following besides me and uh, Gerald Morris, is uh, Defy Bloods, yeah, News yeah. of the World, and The Father were like all contenders. News of the World. Defy Bloods, though, that's interesting, but they got Judas in here and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And next week, Oscar nominations are released, and I will, I will uh, give you some reaction. Uh, either on the main show or on Patreon, whatever you want. This is what we need to do on the show. I think the three of us, we need to print out the fucking thing and make our picks, and then we see who wins at the end by points, who got it closest. We could do no, I have no idea. It I don't watch matter. any of these movies. Uh, listen, I play fucking fantasy football at work. I don't know. Or like all the stuff that, like <laughs> horse racing. I don't know. Just fucking give me the box trifecta. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. It's just pick a fucking thing. And it all comes down to who got closest and who will get the well, most points. What we can do next week, though, is we can talk about some a little bit of it and if you guys have seen any of the movies. Because I will have seen 
All of them all except of them. the father. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I've seen much, like 70% of them, I think. See, like, I want to watch Oscar movies, but for some reason, the next movie on my docket is the fucking monster movie, the Monster Slayer movie, Monster <laughs> Hunter. Oh, with, with the, Mila with Jovovich. Mila, yeah, I, I kind of want to see that, too. That's I'm not like, an Oscar winner at all. I want to watch shit get <laughs> fucked up. I don't want to watch Oscar movies for some reason. And that's all I used to watch. Fuck your promising I don't know young woman. I got Mila Jovovich over here with a big-ass sword. You've been on a monsters. roll with these, like... B, maybe even C list action movies. Yeah, yeah, I need because I need it. Like I feel like that. There's, I need some testosterone there's and some joy. fucking. There's a joy in some these movies. Shit. Yeah, yeah, some fucking. I, I want to see people behaving badly. <laughs> I want to see people like say fucked up shit. I want to see what? some. I, I want to see people with different dicks. Like <laughs> see, I'm talking about future. In Future Man, that show that Future I'm watching, Man, they, they switch dicks. dicks. It's the funniest yeah. fucking oh game, dude. It's hilarious, and oh my but, god, you have to watch. But it. like, so good. yeah, like I need some. I need that in my life. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to fucking, you know. I don't know. I don't want to hear about like you know people's like horrors. I just want to fucking see people act like assholes and fucking revel in their own <laughs> well, stupidity. Well, that's not these Oscar movies. That's for sure. Yeah. These are a little bit downers. They're all very yeah. serious. Like, the only one would be Borat, <laughs> Borat I'd watch. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the guy being an asshole. What, yeah. what are the odds Borat gets a Best Picture Oscar, Anthony? Uh, almost oh like 1%. Oh, man, that would be amazing. It. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. No? Okay. I think Maria Bakalova, though, has a pretty decent shot of getting nominated. I, I hope she gets at least a nomination. Like, that's, she deserves it. That, that For her to put herself in that position voluntarily amazing all right i can't wait for the oscars that's coming that's exciting we got winter falcon and winter soldier we got lots of things coming all good stuff say subscribe listener so you don't miss a show rugs where can the listener find you you can find me on twitter at really rug boy at really rug boy links to everything in the show notes visit our website and most importantly share the show with your geeky friends Let's get uh, something going. I don't know. Whatever it is, get it going. <laughs> Give them one of these. Jockey nerd. Text them this episode, listener, and everything will be awesome. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll beep you next time. I just can't uh, fathom how Imran keeps all of that energy till the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> My balls are hot. Are you putting it up your butt? In every hole. <laughs> With the cocaine out my ass. Jogging nerds.